Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. The pre-show ritual of... Uh, that was one of my shoes coming off, although it sounded like a leg dropping off. Uh, the pre-show ritual of uh, the studio being changed, the lights being darkened, shoes and other clothing coming off. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm all thumbs, no action, attention, deficit, distraction. My brain operates on a fraction. All thumbs, no human interaction. I speak in typos, predictive text it. I spell check it. You don't get that noise. That's the problem. And what was I listening? Where did I? Um, when you die, the life support machine. That's Imani Coppola, by the way, who isn't on the show tonight, but will be on the show maybe Thursday or Friday. I don't know. Uh, tonight after midnight, we have got Sean Levy on, who wrote a brilliant book about Jerry Lewis, um, which has just been reissued, reissued on ebook of all things, the Kindle. The there are other ebooks, aren't there, available um, uh, to one? And I 
cannot, I could, well, no, let me correct myself. I was going to say I cannot see the uh, attraction of them. I can see an attraction of them. The attraction being you can carry like a hundred books in your bag at once. But I would actually try, oh wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way. I would actually try and carry the 100 books in my bag rather than have it's only a wafer thin piece of plastic and liquid crystal display. Also, you can't get second-hand books, can you, on the old, um, the old Kindle? You can't get second-hand books. You can't go into your local Oxfam or Marie Curie and um, the rifle through their digital collection and then plug your e-reader is that a thing? into and say, well, oh, could you download these second-hand books, please? And with annotations in the margin. You can't do that. So I cannot see... And I like to, I like to turn the page. Have they made... Here we go. This is something for the dragons. Have they made an e-reader that is shaped like a book. You know in the 80s, right, you would get the VHS video covers that look they looked like they were um, leather-bound books. And they weren't. They were just cheap brown plastic that looked like leather-bound books. The problem was you could only get them for VHS, and, of course, we had Betamax, so not a lot we could do about it. But my uh, uncle had it, my uncle, who I don't talk to anymore now because he's a coward of a man, um... Uh, they had it, and we thought they were so posh, because all their VHS videos looked like they had loads of weird leather books. So have they made a Kindle that looks and feels like a book? That you So you hold it with two hands, and you have to open it. Have they done that? Man alive. Oh, God. It comes to something when... Um... First caller of the night is Paul talking about wearing a nappy and with his mate Shane. I mean, it really does, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Oh, wait, 444-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. My name is Ian Lee. I will sit here and I will just spew words out of my mouth hole. Um, and you are welcome to join in or not, as the case may be. As I say, we've got a guest at midnight. Let me let you into a little secret. Come closer. Come closer to your to your uh, your speakers, dear listener. I ain't got nothing for today. Now, normally, normally I come in and I say, I ain't got nothing. And But there's a couple of ideas floating around in my head. I literally enter the studio this evening a husk of a man in terms of um, creativity and ideas. Nothing has happened to me today. Literally, nothing has happened to me today at all that I can come in and talk about. I went outside 20 minutes before the show to see if something might happen to me. Nothing happened. Literally nothing happened, which is the title as well of um, Joseph Heller's very disappointing um, sequel to Catch-22. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's let's get this out of the way. Yes, Paul. Hello. Oh, it's not you, Paul. Hello, my name's Paul Akimbola. Right. Oh, is it Paul Akimbola? Yeah. Or is it not? Yeah. Is it? Man. Yeah. How come you? Well, sp- I could. You spoke. You spoke. M- 
how do I say this without sounding brusque? I can't, so I'm just going to dive in. You don't mind if I dive in, do you, Paul? Yeah. You... I just sent in the messages uh, how, how come you, How come you spoke so clearly at the, the, the very beginning of this conversation? Well... Normally you sound we... quite um, muffled, shall we say. Um, turn, you... oh, turn your radio... It definitely is you. Turn your radio off, Paul Akimbola. Uh, okay. Had an idea for uh, a pop duo. Yes, yeah, you and Shane dressed up in nappies, and at the end of the concert, you got Pooh and Wee in your nappies. You've told me that about twenty times. Yeah. Yeah. I can I, I can tell you now, Paul. The nappy bit is what's going to hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you just wear trousers or shorts? Or dungarees like crisscross. Jump. Yeah. Jump. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't wanna I don't wanna wee wee on your chips. Why would anyone want to wee wee on someone's chips? But I just think you've got too many chips and you need to have a little bit of wee wee on some of them, Paul. The nappy thing ain't gonna work. Uh, hey Paul, shall I try and cross the streams? Do you know the phrase cross the streams? Yeah. From um, Ghostbusters, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to cross the streams. Shall I do it? Yeah. Paul, say hello to Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Hello, Alan. Hip, I would, hip, hip. um, well, well, um, Bob, I want, um, I would like uh, Bob Mills to be back on the screen. He's talking what? to you, Alan. I haven't got a clue what he's talking about. And I bet you ain't got a clue what you're saying either. I would like Bob Mills to be back on the screens. I would like Bob Mills to be back on the screens. Bob Mills. He's on every Sunday evening. He's on. He's been filling in as well for John Holmes. Yeah. He's good, Bob Mills. I met him the other day properly. We shook hands and had a little chat. He did the excellent TV series in bed with me dinner, which was excellent. And he was a potential gang judge as well. Yeah, of gang gang judge. He should have been. When, 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 when... Now I know why you're not meant to cross the streams, because it just turns into a car crash. Yeah. Geo5 watch on Channel 5. Um, yes. But um, if want the show, want the show, want the show, was, it was an awful show, with a, with a, with a, like, Bob Mills to took over from in right and, and... Oh, the Life with Geo5. <laughs> OK, well, thanks for that, Paul Akimbola. I'd like Bob Mills to be on the TV um, more. Um, what the, what you just heard, the last two minutes of radio, is what my head has been like all freaking day. Um, Penny, stay there. Uh, we'll come to you in a second. Alan Caddick. Hip, 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 sir. Hip, 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 sir. Oh, so it's been a boring day for you, then. Well, nothing's, nothing's happened to, for the last couple of days. Nothing... I went and took my dog to the vets and they looked up her vagina. Oh, no. But there's not really a lot of comedy in my dog's vagina. I'm bringing her in next week, my dog. I'm interested to see on the periscope. No, it won't be boring. It'll just be a dog. You can't touch it and it stinks. What sort of dog is it? Still, nice vagina. Um, That's what the vet said. Uh, It's um, an old lady's dog. A Jack Russell? A Westie. Oh, Westie. I've never seen a Westie. You've never seen a Westie? Yes, you never. have. Never? Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. 
I've seen a staff and an Alsatian, yeah. and a Jack Russell and a Corgi, but never a Westie. You've, you've, yes, you have. No, I haven't. Have you ever seen an old lady walking a white dog? Isn't that a Chihuahua? No, well, it depends. If it's got like a little punky haircut and um, what looks like a sad moustache, then that's a Westie. How do you keep an eye out with that? Yeah, keep an eye out for it. Well, or keep an eye out on Periscope next week when I bring her into the studio, just because it's something to do. Sounds promising. Is Lady Kondonk around? Because I've got something to ask her. Uh, she's not, but I'm sure she might be listening. Why don't you ask her now, and um, we can we can see if um, she responds in the affirmative or the negative. Lady Kondonk, if you can hear this, can you answer me one question? Will you touch me, Willie? No. Oh. Do you think James Whale will be evicted in Big Brother? Oh, James Whale. Now, he's, um, yes, he will be evicted in Big Brother. Because it's him and Grant who's up for eviction, isn't it? Well, both of them are perceived as a-holes by the public. I reckon it will probably be, uh, I reckon actually Bovey will be the first to go. So where will survive by the skin of his teeth? By the skin of his chinny chin chin, as as he often seems to do in his um, in his uh, life that um, verges on uh, uh, disaster from time to time. Bless him. Maybe before we went in, he should have got some tips off George Galloway. Maybe he should have done. Maybe he did. Maybe he'll pop in here one day and get some off him. About being a cat. About being a cat. If you had to be, a, if you had to be an animal, Alan, to um, I- I- ensure that you could have intercourse with an actual woman, what animal would you pretend to be? A Westie. Thanks very much indeed. That's my dog, Alan, and that is actually distasteful. That's left a very bad taste in my mouth. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand it's gonna be one of them shows guys and i'm reminded i've got i've got to give away these pair of tickets to the perfume exhibition not perfume um as in the scent um but as in the japanese group and i love perfume genuinely i played some yes some of you hated it and some of you adored it but i've got a pair of tickets to give away to um go and uh see for free there's free tickets it's given away um, to go and, um, uh, it's, uh, when is it? Saturday and Sunday. This Saturday and Sunday, uh, at the old Truman Brewery shop in East London. So it's London centric. It's London centric, but, but perfume with this brilliant, um, girl group from Japan, Nihongo wa. Um, and, um, they're awesome and they're J pop and they're superb. And I got a pair of tickets. If you want them, just phone up and say you want them. I mean, that, that's, that's a fair enough. Because we was at the BBC for years, we weren't allowed to do competitions. I remember once um, we had a text vote, and even though I said we're not going to act on this, but just text yes or no, would you like to hear Gary Glitter's Christmas songs? We're talking about Gary Glitter, so we often do it from time to time. And my boss phoned up, text, no, can't do text votes. He said, no, 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 we're not going to play it. We just want to, you know, see the lay of the land. So I don't really know how you do competitions, so I'm going to assume that this is a good competition, right? Perfume, uh, there is an exhibition of, like, all of their clothes and stuff. I know. I'm going I'm going the night before on the press night. Yeah. Yeah. Probably be there with lots of other famous people. The Wyman. I don't know. Um, it, and it's in East London this Saturday and Sunday. If you want the tickets, you just got to phone up 0844 and you can have them. That's a, that sounds like a fair competition, doesn't it, Penny? That sounds all right, so, yeah. So I've got some tickets. If you want them, 
you phone up, you say, I want the tickets, we get your details, I put you in touch with a bloke called Daniel who's got the tickets, you go, you have a great time, everybody's happy, and that's the and that's how a competition should work, I think. That sounds legit. You've I, given the criteria, it's all fine and dandy. It's it? all fine and dandy and above board, and um, and that's got to be good news for the casual listener. What you got for yeah, us, Penny? Absolutely. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Um, oh. I heard you talk about running last night, yeah. and I've completely fallen off the running bandwagon now. Off, off the, um, what what do they call the um, treadmill? You've fallen off the treadmill. I've fallen off the treadmill, yeah, almost I, literally it feels like. I got to the yeah. end of week two of one of those Couch to 5K apps that you banged on about, mm. and I haven't done it for three weeks. I've not been out for about three weeks either, and I feel rotten, yeah. it, to be honest with you. Do I have to go back to the beginning again, or can I pick it up? Will I, will I be able to pick it up uh, from where I left off? You should be all right picking it up where you left off, I reckon. It was quite yeah. early on. Yeah, if you're only, what, end of week two, yeah, you'll be fine yeah. picking that up. I I'll don't know how I pick it up, but, I, 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 I probably won't pick it up, but it's good to know that I could... <laughs> <laughs> if I if I needed to, it's really hard though because I've had this because I I have to say about three weeks I haven't been out and I need to go out because my head is absolutely messy at the moment. Yeah, but I, it's that restarting thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's that whole finding whatever you need to get going again, and I can't find that. And I think it's it's like the whole stress of the school holidays as well, if that oh, makes sense. And the yeah. fact there's no routine and. I don't like it without routine. It's doing my head in. The school holidays messes. Um, I mean, it's great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that the kids have been at like their school has had courses and classes and stuff. They've been at sports camp all week, where they we oh. drop them off at ten and pick them up at four. Don't say that. I picked them. We picked them up today. They were absolutely filthy. <laughs> I said, "What have you done?" This on oh, nothing. I said, "Hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on, just stay there, Paul." Hello. Yeah, what poll? You, what? What would you? You've been on. Well, we um, well um, um, for a media company, once he takes it off, and you get once a media company gets off the ground, and um, I will produce um, a magazine, um, a mag a magazine program for Sky Two called um, for for Sky Two for. Was that Shane? Was that was that Shane in the background? I would like to to. Oh, he's not listening. Like Paul, are you listening to me? Yeah. Right. Was that Shane in the background? Oh, I'm talking about. Uh... Oh God, he's not listening. Is Shane a real person? Yeah. Can you prove that? Yeah. How? It's my friend. Okay, no, fair play. Fair play. I'll buy that. That's proof enough for me. Thank you, Paul. Yes, Penny. Where were we? We're talking about heads being screwed and stuff, aren't we? Oh, and I have a bone to pick. You were going to come to St Albans. What's happened? I got it wrong. It's Luton. Oh. I got it completely wrong. It's Luton. But but Luton's near St Albans. Yeah, well, that involves having to take a train, doesn't it? Well, even a hitchhike. So on the thirteenth, for an hour this morning trying to get a train. Sunday, the thirteenth of November, mm. I shall be at the Bear Club in Luton, performing my one-man show, Ian Lee's tribute to the musicals. 
Um, sounds good. Sounds good, doesn't it? Um, I look, there's around, I there's a Facebook page and everything. Should I tweet the Facebook page? What for the for the um, promoter guy? For, for me, for the event. He's made a t- oh, I don't, the event. Yeah, I'm going to tweet it. Let me tweet it and see what happens. Let's see if it sells out. Ooh. If I do that, there we go. But tickets aren't on sale till Friday, are they? Oh, are they not? Well, that's what I saw something saying this morning. Yeah, that'll be that'll be right then. I think tickets go on sale on Friday. Yes, nine o'clock Friday morning. I think. Oh right. But I'm still in a sulk that you're not coming to St. Albans. You know, well, I walked to the venue. Well, that's the annoying thing. Well, well, you've seen the show already, so I won't worry about it. I haven't. Have you not? Hang on a minute. No. Hang, on a minute hang on a minute. Paul? Yeah? I think maybe stop calling in for tonight. This is the last one. Oh, you I bet. Was, um, what, you what, bet. Well, um, well, what's my media company with the online channel is upset for um, the magazine channel, which... My online channel will call. We produce a show for for, for Sky Two. It will be called a, a, a magazine called Show. A funny visual fun show called The Brilliant. It'll be hosted by Big and Bob. Brilliant, brilliant. Bob. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that, Paul. Um. So yes, it's Sunday. The whatever it was in November. Thirteenth. Thank you. I will be performing live live in Luton. Sounds good. Sounds good. You should still come to St Albans at some well, point. Well, I uh, well, you say because that. I've not seen the show. As the self-appointed Can't leader tell, of your Luton's St Albans a, fan club, Luton's about it's a what what it's about ten miles away. Yeah, it's not that far. It's not I'm far at all. Get it's, get it's the a, bus. Not a fifteen-minute walk. <laughs> get the bus. That sounds scary. I'm sure there'll be loads of guys coming from my, my uh, the St Albans branch of my fan club will be coming. They're probably hiring minibuses. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll sort out a minibus. Sort out we'll a minibus, and um, we'll what's the word? A, a right old sharabang. <laughs> that's what you can do. We should. What you were saying earlier about books and yes. e-books, yes. is it just me, or is there not the same comfort is that the right word to use? In reading an e-book yeah. versus paper. I yeah. just love a bit of old-fashioned book, hold it in your hand thing. Yeah. I don't get I don't get the, this 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 grey thin plastic rectangle. Where's the intrigue? Where's the, the where's the, the mystery? Where's That's the, the smell? I, I went into a second-hand bookshop the other day and I was I was having a crafty sniff of all the books. Beautiful. Mm. I do that. I collect old um, ladybird books. You know, the ones we all had as yeah. kids and stuff. And the smell of some of that, that sounds really weird, though, doesn't it? I did, once, try and, I did once sniff a Fifty Shades of Grey, and I wish I had them. <laughs> if yeah, I'm honest. Any I, if I, I retched a bit, actually. That was, um, that was unpleasant. <laughs> but all the other books, that. all the other books, oh, beautiful. See, I was, um, but thinking, it's, I don't like to say this, but thinking of Fifty Shades of Grey, as you don't, um, I was hearing the other night, you know, um, Kyle, who phones in, he does a, his own little radio thing, competition, all, right. all yeah. that. But he had someone there talking about um, a pop-up version of the Karma Sutra. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also a 3D version of the Karma Sutra, Wowzers. which apparently was found in a certain part of a large bookshop somewhere, hidden away in a corner where certain people used to go and um, sit sometimes to spend a few hours of Pe- their day. Well, and people would go and read the Karma Sutra? It sounds like it. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> it sounds like it, from what I heard. A woman phoned into his thing, t- talking. I used to, I think, work in a bookshop, talking about that. I um um. Oh, what was I going to say just then? So we were talking about Karma Sutra. 
Old smelly books. Old smelly books. Oh, my mind's completely gone blank. You said you've been in somewhere, I think, or something like that. Oh, I was going to... Oh, I forgot. I've lost... I've lost... My train of thought, Penny, and Do you that's... find that's what's happening at the moment? School yeah. holidays, everything out of kilter, oh. train of thought. I've oh. totally screwed up a bit of work tonight for a client because I just could not think straight. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, I've, I, well, I've forgotten, I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten loads of stuff. I've, I was, com- I've been commissioned to write this, this piece about um, this group for Record Collector. Mm. And the editor emailed me today and I was like, Oh God, I'm supposed to write something for you, aren't I? He said, uh, "Yeah, please." Like, oh, blimey! Right, I'll, I'll get on that. And I'm thinking, mm. oh, I'm not going to get on it because I haven't got a clue where to start with it. Uh, I should have had it I've done two weeks put, ago. I've been putting something off for weeks and weeks and weeks, and finally sat down to look at it tonight and read through all the briefs. I went, "Uh oh, I can't do this, and Uh-oh. I need to do it." And yeah, yeah. It's Time's running one. out. Life. I tell you what I did was doing before before we did the show, right? I was trying to distract myself. I fell down the rabbit hole a little bit on YouTube. And I was watching... Um, there's loads of videos. Not loads. There are a handful of videos. On the way home last night, right, I listened <laughs> to Six Music. And they played... And I recommend this to anyone. It's called uh, I Hope We've Passed the Audition. Between one and two, they played... Uh, sometimes they play really good, slightly old music documentaries and they did a documentary about the making of let it be tris what a regular listener would have loved it right Mm. six music i hope i passed the audition and it was about the making of let it be and there's loads of stuff in there i'd never heard before it was absolutely superb so i'm kind of on a little bit of a beatles trip and then my friend watco said have you seen the video of um and i'm going to play a little bit of the audio right have you seen the video of stevie wonder Telling the audience at a Stevie Wonder concert that John Lennon's died, right? Whoa! It's uh, let me let me play. It is the weird. It does it in a weird way. Hang on, it's the weirdest vibe. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. I've listened to this. This is weird. This is Say weird. something. I'd like your attention, please. This is very important, and I want you all to understand that. He does it I in a weird, really weird phrasing, Stevie Wonder. Who mm-hmm. likes to be the of any bad news? But I think he's got bad news. That I would like to, for those of you that don't know this, because I couldn't. It's been it's been really hard for me to do this show tonight. But I did it in memory of. Just say it. Say it. People like this man. Say it. Like Dr. Martin Luther King and like someone that recently was shot. It's a really weird vibe. Here he comes. Mm-hmm. Tonight, three times. And I will tell you who. And I know that maybe you won't be able to sing this song with me, but the song is about people like him that have lived and died with a pencil of unity for all people. I'm talking about Mr. John Lennon. Isn't that chilling? Isn't that chilling? But when I found it out, it's still very hard for me to do this show, even now. But I know that he would want me to continue to express those same feelings as he has in his life. Wasn't 
Yeah. Isn't that chilling? That's weird. I've got, like, goosebumps. Yeah. But uh, str- I think it's also his phrasing as he says things. Yeah. He's got a weird he's turn got- of phrase, hasn't he? He has, but I've heard the, every time I've heard him speak, he does that. But it's because you've got, then got the silences in there, yeah. and those silences kind of gave you the goosebumps. I don't think I've ever heard Stevie Wonder speak before. Have you not? No, I don't think I have. I but yeah, any interview, you often seem to have that kind of phrasing. But then, oh wait, yeah. four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, and Bill, come to you next. Uh, uh, but but then I kind of fell down the rabbit hole. Then I, I found a handful of um, uh, th- there are a handful of performances of John Lennon singing Imagine live, like just a handful. And there's mm. one where he's at some weird glitzy awards ceremony, and he's wearing this horrible red leather um, jumpsuit. It's the weirdest thing. And then I fell down the rabbit hole of there are loads of interviews with Mark Chapman, mm. the guy that shot him. There's loads of interviews yeah. with him, like on Larry King and um, like Good Morning America and stuff. It's now we've got Mark Chapman. Mark, why did you shoot John Lennon? And he's big. I thought this is the weirdest, weirdest thing. And here's the thing. I'd always thought, right, that the, 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 the Mark Chapman was a nut. I'd always thought he was a nut, you know, a proper, you know, tinfoil hat wearing, foaming at the mouth, certified lunatic. Mm. He comes across as a very rational, slightly dim, but rational young man. It's the weirdest thing. Not Not what I was expecting at all. How long after the event was this, though? Um, what the Larry King one was about 92. So about 12 years after. Mm. Um, and um, then I watched a bit of another one, and, but then I got distracted by something else. Hmm. That's strange, that. I know, exactly. Mm. Penny, I've got to move on because I'm late for an hour, but thank you for that. It, I, what, what does that teach us? Well, it teaches us that, that you can find anything you want on YouTube um, and other things, which we'll explore after this. Such a joy not to have Twitter on during the show. Such a joy, such a freedom. Such a feeling of release. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio 08444991000. Really surprised to see that um, there, there are so many interviews with um, Mark Chapman. I went, when I was at college, university, um, Mark Chapman's cousin came over, I think for a semester as part of like a student exchange thing. Some students, including um, my friend Sarah and a couple of others, went over to Memphis. I think, have I got that right? I'm asking you. I know Sarah might be listening. Went over to Memphis. And then, then some students from kind of Memphis came over here. And one of them was Mark Chapman's cousin. And his name was Casey. Casey Chapman. And um, he was quite proud of his cousin. He's like, yeah, we knew Mark, and he was like a nice guy, you know, and he's kind of... And he would make jokes about it. I don't know if he was proud of him. I may have um, I may have exaggerated that slightly, but um, he would make jokes about it, and um, it was very strange. 0844 Yes, Bill. Hello, Ian. Hey, Bill. Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you, sir. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. What no have you got problem, for us? Ian. 
You mentioned Mark Chapman there. I don't know if you remember that bizarre coincidence um, about 20 years ago, but there was going to be a play on in London um, about John Lennon's life, and ultimately the, the best actor was vetoed by um, Yoko Ono because his name happened to be Mark Chapman. <laughs> I don't know if you that. Oh, I did not want to play Lennon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like a bit of Lennon. He's 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 overrated. Yeah. Right? But I do I, I do there's a now here's the funny thing, right? There's a John Lennon song title that we can't say on the radio anymore. Okay. Do you know which one it is? Uh, I'm trying to rack my brains in. Can you give me a clue? <laughs> I tell you what I'm gonna do, right? There's and again I was surprised because there are versions of it live, right? Okay. So I'm gonna play it. Um, up until the word that we can't say. Right. Right. Um, uh, hang on a minute. Let me, let me, uh... Is it the ballad of John Anoko? Is that the... No, you can play that. Oh, okay. You can play that. Now, this is a John Lennon solo song. Yeah. Um, let's play this version from the, um, um, hang on a second. All right, let me just skip forward a little bit to where he starts playing it. This is on the Dick Cavett show. Here we go. So there's a, we can't even say the title of the song. Isn't isn't language funny? Here we go. Yes, exactly. You know this one? Here we go. I'm gonna censor it, right? Woman is the next of the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to dump it because I had to <laughs> <laughs> But isn't it funny? It's a John Lennon song and he's playing it there live on American TV. You would have heard that on Periscope. It's a song. It's on. It was on for quite a while. It was on a lot of John Lennon greatest hits. Exactly. Um, and it's a political statement about... It's a slightly ham-fisted political statement, as a lot of his were. Sure. About how we... God, that was a dangerous game. And there was only one winner. And the winner was swear words. <laughs> um, it's a, a, a ham-fisted political statement about um, how we treat... You know, w- women, women are the lowest of the low. Yeah. Um, but you can't say the title. Isn't that funny? Oh. And he was playing that live on American TV there from 1976. It's a funny old world, isn't it? Ian, can I, can I say about a bizarre irony following on from that? Please do, Bill, yes. You mentioned about uh, Gary Glitter, didn't you? Yes. I think you mentioned last week as well, saying you can separate Paul Gadd from... No, the- I, no, no, I can't, but I've spoken to people who can't. I do like Gary right, Glitter's yeah. music, and I interviewed some fans, and they, some of them said that they could separate um, Glitter and Gad's crime. Glitter's music and Gad's crimes. I can't, but... I, I certainly can. But what was bizarre, Ian, is that on, on the BBC chart show, on, yeah. um, I think it was on Saturday afternoons, if Gary Glitter's risen in the chart, say, from 29 to number two, they won't touch, they won't touch, touch the song at all. No. Won't touch it. no. But they would play a song, Delilah, by Tom Jones, which I recently realised was about domestic violence, which ultimately ends up in a murder well, in, in a sort of jealous way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but I, I slammed the knife in and she laughed no more or something. Exactly, yeah. Do you know what the follow-up was to Delilah? Oh, go on. The green, green grass of home about a man being hanged. Oh. Absolutely true. It was the follow-up. Yeah, yeah sure. But, but that, that song is about... Well, oh, that was my leg. That wasn't... 
That song is about, you know, a murder. Yeah. But he didn't have sex with eight-year-old kids in Cambodia, did he? That's And that's the yeah, difference, yeah. whereas Glitter did. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame, because it's a shame, it's more than a shame. quite innocuous, aren't they? They're sort of part of um, glam, glam rock history. Oh, yeah, well, the songs are innocuous, but it's the heinous crimes that he committed. Yeah, sure, and I yeah. do like Gary Glitter. I like listening to his music, and I love watching documentaries about him on, on YouTube. Yeah. Because he's a fast... He's like an old... Um, uh, pantomime dame. You watch oh, him yes. in the 70s oh, and the yeah. 80s, his big camp, his big eyes, his big camp thing. Um, and I was going to make, I'm still toying with it, well I am going to make a, a, a documentary about um, uh, Gary Glitter fans, because there's a great story in there and, and, and I went round and met loads of these fans and they were lovely blokes, lovely blokes. Um, yeah. And they, they argued they could separate Glitter uh, and his music from Gad and his crimes and I can't, I can't, because it is the same bloke. Maybe it's just the memories of the time, Ian, because at the time, Gary Glitter was this sort of, you should say, over-the-top camp performer, and people remember that with affection, and perhaps they can't sort of separate um, that from, from, from Paul Gadd and what he did later in life. Yeah. Well, I can't separate it, because he, well, he wasn't doing it later in life. He was doing it... Yeah, yeah. He, it was... The, the, here we go. Here's part of the problem, is he was using his success as a pop singer to groom children. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the two are intrinsically linked, whether yeah. we want them to be or not. But, uh, I mean, I'm not defending them in any way, but... Uh, I but they're good, they're good song. songs. Sort of uplifting, sort of cheerful Here we songs. go. Well, well, you know, um, um, what's his name? Jonathan King... Yeah, another one, yeah. Well, loads of his songs. He, he wrote the English lyrics to Gloria, Gloria. Yeah, yeah. I think they've got your number. Gloria. That's written by um, Jonathan King, who's a paedophile. Yeah, yeah. And yet we, st- we still... I just sang it. And I can't yeah. mention the name of a John Lennon song. It's a crazy... It's a mixed-up, yeah. muddled-up, shook-up world that's got my Lola. <laughs> yes. Bill, I've got to move on. Nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. 0844... Four nine nine one thousand. Simon, stay there. You'll be next. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Periscope is up and running. There's about four hundred and twenty-two people watching us at the moment, which is quite a lot. Periscope. If you want to join them, uh, you can log in on your smartphones or your computer. Um, Periscope.tv/slash Ian Lee. I A I N L E. Um, and there are lots of them saying, well, do, can I call in about anything? Yeah, you call in about anything. You can call in literally about anything. And yes, if you want to call in about flying ants, flants, then you're more than welcome to do that as well. Um, Simon. Hip, 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 Mr. Lee. Hip, 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 Mr. Simon, sir. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I was uh, I t- good, good to hear. on the way in, right? I've been listening to because uh, I've got DAB in the car now, and I like to. I've been experimenting with six music and BBC Four Extra, right? And on BBC Four Extra at six o'clock, they and I, I listened to it yesterday. Yesterday was part six. Today was part seven of the most boring yet the most wonderful science fiction drama it well i thought it was from the 60s but they said today it's from the 80s and it's called something like um discovering earth and it's basically i don't know what it's about and it's but it's really badly acted and there are lots of killer robots as well that talk like that because we are killer robots and we must sustain our own life force 
it's the, they're from Yorkshire. Well, well, they might be. They're all they're all speaking very, very posh. It turns out that in space in the future, they're all going to be very, very posh English people who've obviously trained at RADA. It's the strangest thing, but I, I, it's really boring. But I really enjoyed it. Do you know there's a there's a thing, isn't there? There's a type of meditation. I can't think what it's called. Are you breathe? Are you breathing into? Are you gargling water, Simon? No, I've got my uh, what do you call it on. Earphones. Oh, okay. There's a type of meditation where one watches um, quite dull, repetitive videos. Um, They're all on YouTube. I can't remember what it's called. Someone will tell me what it's called. And um, you watch it and you enter this meditative state. And this radio program, this awful drama from the 80s, uh, what was it called? Interceptor... Two, find, di- discovering a um, mission Earth. I know it had two at the end of it. Uh, someone will know. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Anyway, obviously made an impression. Can't you? It made a real impression, Simon. What you got for us, boss? <laughs> um, well, there's two things. What did Stevie and uh, Stevie Wonder go into next? He did the John Lennon's Dead. What song did they play? Oh, do you know what? That is. Um, I bet it was. I, I don't know because I didn't get that far. I bet it was the one about. Um, is it called the Duke? That's about. Hang on. That's about old. Um, uh, oh, it doesn't go in. It doesn't play the song. It's just a bit weird if it isn't she lovely or signed sealed or something. I think. I think. Um... Yeah, it doesn't play the song. I bet it was. Um, isn't it? Is it called Sir Duke? That's it, Sir Duke. That's the one about old um, dead singers. So uh, maybe he did that as a as a tribute. Okay. And the other thing was n bombs and songs. And there's a bit of a hypocrisy in that uh, Oliver's Army, Belvis Costello, who yep. I know you don't like, has a uncensored end bomb in the middle of it. Well, the end bomb is in it, and 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 it was only really it was only discovered. I mean, that song came out what 1979 or something. It's a good song. I like that one. Yeah. Um, and, and it was only I remember a couple of years ago there being a furore that um, Oliver's Army had the M-word in, and it was suddenly it was, it was, there were calls to ban it on Radio 1 and stuff. And I remember mm-hmm. we, pl- we played it, and, and it's, um, it's, 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 it's in there. You, you, you kind of have to know where it's coming, but once you know it's there, it's there. Yeah. There's not a bit of hypocrisy. Um, well, have you, does it get played now? For example, if I were to pop downstairs to Virgin Radio um, and say, you can, you, can play us, you can play us a bit of Oliver's Army, could you? I wonder if they'd if they'd play it or if it's banned from their playlist because you know obviously language evolves over time, um, and, and I and I just wonder if that song would get played. Pro- I think it probably would. We played it at three counties. Famous um, Slime Family Stone got "Don't Call Me N Bomb," oh. song which I'd imagine will never get played anywhere. It's a shame, because that John Lennon song's actually quite good. I mean, it's ham-fisted lyrics, but it's quite good. Woman is the mm-mm of the world. Yeah, she is. I'm not condoning that we should use an N-bomb more regularly. Here we go. I let, here we go. No, no, here we go, right? As a, as a white... And I need to preface this, because it's important. A white, middle-class, middle-aged bloke that kind of does all right, Okay. I genuinely think, and um, um, I don't know how, how big a, a black audience we have listening to the show, um, I, I, but I genuinely think that we that we um, diffuse the power from words. We remove power from words by by using them. Mm, you disagree? I think contextually, that word in particular, yeah, is overtones. Yeah, 
I think that word can still be used contextually to yeah, convey yeah, yeah. quite bad. Over, oh yeah, okay. Over, if I had a black, stuff. if I had a black gentleman in the studio and I called him um, the N word, that would ob- with malice. Yeah. Then, but then if I called him. Is there a way to say my N-word in a friendly way? I don't know that there is. Well, the black people do, and that's, um, that, that is but argued that that is acceptable, because they cultural are... Cultural reappropriation, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also... Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm tripping over my thoughts here. Um, if you say any word with malice, um, it's, it's, not, it's not pleasant, it's not a good thing to be doing. But that, that's a particular word that I don't know... Being a white middle-aged man like yourself, I don't know if there's a good way of ever saying it or reclaiming it, because it's not your word to reclaim. Well, I didn't say... No, hang on a minute. I didn't say I was going to reclaim it, because it's not mine to oh, reclaim. Sorry. To, but to remove the power from then. But it's... Yeah, exactly. It's my language, and, and it's it seems, you know, that I can't use a word in my language because of the historical context. It's what six, about the it's six guy letters. in the Dumbuster's dog? Yeah. Which they still show quite regularly as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gibson. Um, it, but it, it, it's just uh, okay. Let me let me come at it this way because I'm, I'm I'm going about it slightly the wrong way. It is incredible that six letters, two of which are repeated, can have so much um, weight. It can have so much. Pers- I'm really trying my choosing my language carefully. It's I, it's um, odd that a six-letter word can have so much perceived weight about it. It, it ties to hundreds of years of oppression. Yeah. I think it's more than... I think there's more that goes on with that word, more subtext than I think even you and I are aware of. Yeah, but but it still, it still boils down to essentially six letters. Yeah. That, and that's all it is. All it is is a noise um, made at the back of the throat that comes out of the mouth. That's it. That's it. And it can cause so much hatred... And so much upset. There's, there's words around that, that, that any sort of minority or ethnic group, and so the, the, the gay community that have words that are, have a similar venom but to the, them. No, the, no but, they, but they're not... But I could say those. I can say puff, queer and bender. Now, they're not particularly pleasant words, but I can sit here and I can say them. Uh, um, faggot... I mean, I can, I can still say it. That's perhaps the strongest of the lot. And they're, they're thoroughly unpleasant words, but um, I can't say the N-word. And I just think that's interesting that we have this sort... And, and, and I get it. I get the history of the word. I totally get it. You know, I'm not in any way mm. denying, you know, what it's associated with and everything that, it, you know, that, 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 that it's used as a... It's been used as a form of oppression from, you know, from white people over, over people, black people. I get it. But it's. I just think it's... Funny is the wrong word, but I'm going to say it. It's just funny that six letters could get me, could lose me my job if I said it now. It's the, the, the evolution of language, isn't it? And the evolution of culture is yeah, the yeah, yeah. Words still come in and out of popular use, yeah. And the use, the meaning, and the use will change over time. Well, exactly. Forty years ago, John Lennon singing it on live TV. Now uh, that that song is kind of hushed up and brushed under the carpet. And if it and was still to come Elvis up, Costello gets away with still, it. Still, and that that Simon there, Simon is the rub. Elvis Costello gets away with it. Thank you for that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Imran and Billy stay there. Tris is up next. Yes, Tris. Hip 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 hip. Tris. How you doing, fella? How you feeling? BBC iPlayer. Have, I hope we've passed the audition. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna check that out. You're gonna. That, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. There was loads of stuff in there I'd never heard before. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little little listen to that in the car tomorrow. Yeah, it's a treat. It's a real. It's an hour long, and it's a real treat. It's be well. It's all basic. It's a recording of Let It Be, and I'd forgotten all the nuts plans they had for the live concert. They because Ringo wanted to do it at the Cavern, which would have been brilliant, and they, the others went no. Then they were going to do it on Desert Island. And one of them going to do it on a cruise liner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were going to get a cru- They were going to take a cruise and a hundred fans, and they were going to take them to Turkey. So they make the. Fi- they'd write all the songs on the cruise. Then they get to Turkey to like this really ancient amphitheater and do the gig there. And they were yay close to doing it. And then George went, "No, nah, I don't fancy it." And that's yeah, what scuppered it. I think it. George is right with that, though, don't you? Oh, it what a movie that would have been! Oh, that'd have been great. What yeah. a movie that would have been, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I think you played one of the only decent, and I'm going to say it, one of the only decent Lennon solo tracks. Um, no, come on now. Be fair. Old, old Dirt Road. Mm. Hello, people on the Old Dirt Road. Oh, that's a beautiful song, man. Give me some truth, all right? Give me some truth. God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. believe oh, in Beatles. I don't believe in Zimmerman. But he is the most overrated solo beetle going, I think. Well, uh, oh, he did some good songs. Um, I love all the Yoko songs. In the middle of the bath, in the middle of a bath, I call your name. Oh, oh Yoko. No, I love all that stuff. Oh, I love the fact... No, his, his, a lot of his solo songs are love letters to his wife. How romantic is that, Tris? Yeah, but... Yeah, it gets a bit tiring, doesn't it? Nah, there's only half a dozen of them. They're beautiful. What, um, watching the wheels, beautiful song. I think, but the thing is, what people forget is, come seventy five, he was dead in the water, wasn't he? He couldn't get a couldn't get a record contract to yeah. save his life. It was only it was it Griff, Griffin Records that picked him up. Yeah, and that last album was a bit ropey. But watching the wheels, beautiful boy, great. Starting over, great songs. Woman, jealous guy. Come on, Tris, what are you talking about? Oh, Paul's the obvious winner. Well, but Paul's at Paul's been at it like he's got Paul's got forty years on Lennon, though. Oh yeah, I suppose so. He's been around <laughs> for a lot longer. Yeah, no, that's true. It's uh, yeah. Oh, you know, I got um, I took me and the wife took four children to the cinema today. Were they yours? To see, uh, three of them were. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, yeah. Uh, see, Secret Life of Pets. Ten pounds forty-five. I spent on a ticket. Yeah. Um, I saw the trailers, and the toddler yeah. went off on one, and that's all I saw. Ten pound forty-five. Flipping it, really? Because he, he the, yeah. the, the toddler went nuts. You had to get out. Yeah, it's a shame, mate. It's a good film. It's one of the better ones that's come out recently. Well, I'm going to watch the trailers before the BFG next week as well. <laughs> <laughs> the BFG. Tris, I've got to go. Thank you, mate. I'm sorry, it was a brief one. Um, check out that documentary. You'll love it. Um, the BFG does not interest me in the slightest. It looks d'Allah. Um, but Secret Life of Pets is a really good one. As, as is Finding Dory, which I think, does that come out this week? I'm not sure. Anyway, that's a good film. 0844 499 1000. Imran, you'll be up next. Then it will be Billy, and it could be you, dear listener. Now is an excellent time to call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 
Talk Radio. Right, one hour down, two more to go. Um, Imran, Billy, and it could be you, dear listener. Now is an excellent time to call. We call you back. 0844 499 1000. 0844 499 1000. You can call in about anything. It's been quite a roller coaster of conversation. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ian Lee. This is the news on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my home So if You can call in about anything, but Periscope, we're trending on Periscope, which is really, really, you know, left me nonplussed. Um, But for those people that are watching anywhere around the world, you can call in, we call you back, about literally anything. What have we talked about in the last hour? Um, Mark Chapman, um, the N-word, I can't remember what else. Loads Loads of stuff. 0844 499 1000. Imran's on the line. Evening, Imran. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 mate. What you got for us? Ed, um, do you know what I'll be honest? I haven't been listening for uh, too long to do this, but I love the show. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure if you've sort of covered this uh, before, but I just wanted to put it out to uh, people. I just wanted to get your uh, views on whether you think, you know, the, the Earth is actually a globe or whether we live on a, on a, on a, on a flat plane. Any, uh, any views on that? 
Say that again, Imran, because I, I thought I heard something that... Say that again. Do you, do you think the Earth is round, or do you think the Earth is flat? I think the Earth is round. OK. Uh, why do you think it's round? Just because of what you've seen and what you've been told? No. Because, okay. well, because, well, because what I've seen, yes. OK, so basically you've just seen images that no. NASA have... No, that wasn't what that wasn't what I said. Okay, so what, what else have you seen that makes you think the Earth is round? I've seen evidence that the Earth is round. But are you sure you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actual, okay, so actual... Well, no, no, this is yeah, yeah. I'm just like uh, sort of chewing the cutting. So, so what, what evidence have you seen that that makes you think the Earth is round? Right, I have sat on a beach. Yeah. Right, and looked out to sea. Yeah. And you can't see anything else out there. You can just see the horizon. It goes on forever. Right? Okay. And I have seen a boat... Yeah. ...coming from the distance... Yeah. ...towards me. Now, that boat... Yeah. ...doesn't start off as a tiny, tiny, fully formed boat where you can see all of it, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. What it starts off with is the tip of the funnel of the boat. Okay. And as it gets closer, you see a bit more of the funnel. Then yep. you see the two funnels either side that are a bit smaller. And yep. then you can see the... Th- and as it comes towards you and comes over the curve of the earth, yep. you see more of it. If the earth was flat, yep. you would just see a tiny boat where you could see all of it getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, so let me ask you. Okay, no, I understand what you're saying. So let me let me ask you this, then, yeah. If you had a high enough powered telescope, yeah, and you looked at the same boat, yeah, yes, you would have seen that boat a lot further out. The the fact that you you think you're just seeing no, that, you wouldn't. Uh, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because you wouldn't be able to because the curvature of the Earth would prevent it. You'd see it in more detail. You'd see it bigger. But you wouldn't see it further out, no. Ian, it's just due to the fact. Don't you think it's due to the fact that just you know the um, you're trying to look out to sea, yeah, yeah, and you're you think you're seeing this boat just coming over around the curve of no, the earth? Yeah? No, no, no. I've seen. You can see it, Imran. It's 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 a it's a it's a testable thing that we can all see. I've seen it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so that's my evidence. Now, so, what do you think? Do you think the Earth is flat? I mean, I'm I'm getting to to thinking that it is. Yeah. I bet you, you are. Know, What's your okay? Yeah. I've given you the evidence that the, the Earth is round. What's your evidence okay. that the Earth is flat? Um, water. Now, I can't honestly believe, yeah, yeah. that we could have. The, the mass of water on this earth, yeah, and it just sticks to the earth just due to gravity. Well, it doesn't stick to the earth. Well, well so what's, what's holding the water down when the, when the earth is like, uh, so on the, on the south... But the, the, but the, water, goes up, the water goes up in the sky. We're talking about the water in the sea. Yes, yes, the water yeah. goes up in the sky. 
How do you mean it goes up in the sky? Well, where do you think rain comes from? It's no, new, is, do you think that rain is rain. new water? No, 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 not at all. Do you not think that rain is new water? That's obviously just the, the water that's evaporating up here. So, no, yeah. I understand that. So, that, but... so the water goes up. It evaporates up. Okay, so that's the water. Okay, so okay, just that, just on that then, yeah. Yes. <laughs> why doesn't gravity pull that water? What, what? Why does gravity allow it to go up? Because it becomes lighter. Because it evaporates. It, 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 it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not. No, but it's gravity. not the same amount of water. It's not the same amount of water going up that you can see. It evaporates. But the whole point of gravity, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the mass of something is. Yes, it, it does. The whole object. Well, it, 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 but, but some things, some things float, and some things don't float. It doesn't. You want to say it defeats Just, the whole object of gravity? I'm just trying to think about this. Yeah. I know, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's, good. It's, good. it's a good little bit of mental exercise. Yeah, no, but if you think about it, yeah, yeah, why the, a balloon rises, yeah, yeah, because because of the. I mean, if you fill a balloon with helium, it will rise, yeah, yeah. The helium in the balloon is lighter than air, yeah. So that's what makes it rise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So why doesn't gravity pull that balloon down? Because it's lighter than air. But it, it doesn't make any difference, does it? So, yes, so, well, obviously it does. So, okay, so the, the reason an apple falls is just because the apple is lighter than, is heavier than air. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The balloon uh, is lighter than air, so it goes up. Yeah. And the apple is heavier than air. But then what, what I'm trying to say to you is why... <laughs> Why doesn't gravity... Yeah, gravity affects everything, yeah? Yes. It doesn't matter about the weight of anything. We're not, we're not talking about density here. We're talking about gravity, yeah? Right, yeah. Why doesn't gravity pull that balloon down? Because it's like... Because, the, because, it, <laughs> because it's lighter than air, so it's floating up. I, Imran, I have given you... Right, a solid... Provable piece of science that shows no, that the Earth is round. And uh, do you know, what? I, I just think, yeah, I just think. And that... you've not given me one bit of evidence that the Earth is flat. So it's one nil to me at the moment. Okay. So what have you got? Come on, man. You've been thinking about this. What have you got to prove the Earth is flat? Okay, so uh, do, do you know, Ian, I, I, sh- I should have just um, sort of had some figures of me. So, so <laughs> the Earth. I mean, I've. I think for every six miles, yeah, you get a certain amount of drop, yeah? I can't remember if it's like a foot or two foot or whatever, yeah? So so why is it then that sometimes you can see stuff that's like, you know, if you stand at a certain point, you can see like 120 miles either side of you. When have you ever seen 120 miles? Okay, well, all right. Okay, let's all right. Let's just keep it simple, yeah. Well, I think I, 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 I think you are by default, Imran. No, honestly, honestly, mate, look, just, just bear with me on this, yeah. So, if you if you stand at Dover, yeah, you can see the coast of France, can't you? Um, twenty two, twenty two miles away. Okay, well, that's if you, stand, if, you yeah, if you stood if you stood on yeah, on but that's coast, not one hundred and twenty miles. No, no, no it's that's not it's twenty not. odd I, miles. I, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, do you know what, like I said, Ian, yeah, I, I haven't got the figures in front of me. No, yet, you haven't. The curvature of the Earth, yeah, doesn't, shouldn't allow you to see that. Why? Well, why? You said, why? Why not? You, you can only see the tippy point because of France. You, I think you see the top of the Eiffel Tower, is that correct? You want to say? 
carry on. Yeah, yeah. So, so my, my, my argument is, yes. is that we have just been, from, from the day you're born, yeah... Well, then, why, hang on a minute, why can't you... All right, okay, right. Yeah. So then why can't you stand on the top of BT Tower, right, the tallest yeah. tower in England... Yeah. ...with the most pa- world's most powerful telescope in the world, right? We've we got the Hubble telescope that can see into space, right? Yeah. Point that flat, so it's horizontal... With the the Earth, right? Why can't you see Disneyland, or why can't you see um, the Great Wall of China? Has anyone tried that? No, because they know the Earth is round, you muppet. Uh, I'm just telling you to forget about what you've been told. No, I'm not forgetting about. I've I've seen it. I've seen the evidence myself. Okay, so do you think when they design bridges, yeah, and when they design railways, and when they design these tunnels that go yeah. for miles and miles and miles through through um, mountains, yeah, yes, do you think they allow for the curvature of the Earth? No. Why not? Well, because um, they flatten they flatten the surface, and also the curvature of the Earth isn't that great, so you're not going to notice it. On a bridge. You're not going to notice it on a bridge. I'll tell you what, Ian, yeah, do me a favour. You know, when you, if you've got a bit of spare time, you just... just uh, do you know, I haven't got the figures. I, I, I've come unprepared yet. Yeah, OK, well, but I look forward to you if, coming if back. I know I'm not, I'm not going to, but I look forward to you coming back with the figures. OK. Thanks, Imran. I enjoyed that, mate. OK. Bye. bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Alan on Periscope has just said Imran's next topic will be how can you be sure the train is moving and it's not just the scenery? (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, David and Alfie, stay there. I'm coming to you, but Billy's been waiting for an age. Good evening, Billy. Hi, Ian. God, that is 20 minutes of my life I will not get back. You certainly ain't trending now. <laughs> that and, and I was just saying to the periscopers uh, early on, early doors in this show. Me and Kath, who um, will be back next week. Me and Kath, but thank you to uh, Emma and Ed who are doing an excellent job. Me and Kath were going to get some flat earthers on. There's a oh. website for flat earthers, and I posted oh, on there. Spare me, spare me. Well, I posted on there. We'd love to get someone to come on, and a couple of people got in touch. And then the guy that runs the website said, "Look, Ian, I, I, I'm, I quite like you, and I want you to know." I run the website as a joke, and I think yeah. the two people that have got in touch with you, uh, uh, they might be pranksters, so just be careful. So we never got them on, but we didn't yeah. need to because Imran came on, and that, for me, is wonderful. I mean, it's all, again, it's all about perception and how we perceive things, you know, what is air. Like, you know, it, it gets all a bit silly, you know, it, gets, like, it just complicates and confuses things. I mean, what I phoned up for, yeah. I wanted to touch on, do you know what you're saying about the N-word? I mean, I'd like just like a straight, not, not an explanation, but a yes or a no, it's like... Are you happy to use that word, or would you be happy for your children to use that word? I mean, you know, the answer probably, I'm guessing, would probably be no, wouldn't it? Well, <clears throat> I've said the N-word before. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, again, it's kind of like... Um, like, like I've said... About, I've, um, there, I mean, the two most powerful words at the moment, and this is off the top of my head, you can correct me if I'm wrong, are the N-word and the C-word. I say the C-word quite a lot... And yeah. I've said the N word before, and and not in a. Uh, I, I would like to think I haven't said it in a a, 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 a nasty, demeaning yeah, no, way. No, no, no. Again, this is sort of like again. It's like I read recently read Mike Tyson's book, and then I was reading. Like, can I say the word? Because there's two types. Oh, hang on a minute. No, no. You, what the the other M word? 
Yeah. No, well, you can't. Well, you can't even say oh, the other well, N word. Well, the, the street well, is a street spelling that's spelt with a, with an A at the end instead of an E R. Yeah, we'll say Gert and Gar. Like, like apparently Gar is kind of like an endearment, like how hey, you would address a friend. I mean, I've got a lot of black friends in like the UK, and it's a term they they're not like they don't really like, and they don't really get it or understand it from the Americans. I mean. If you look into it, I really find it self-degrading. It's, it's, because the thing is, even in America, even though they use that word and they might say it and then they might sing it in rap, it's kind of like, it's good for the goose, but it ain't good for the gander. Well, hang on a minute. Still... Who, are the, who are the geese in this? And who, who, are the, who are the geese? Are, the, are you saying that black people are geese and, and the white people are ganders? No, it's who you want it to be. I mean, it's just a term I'm using, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's just me trying I, to, like... Uh... It's me coming on tonight, right, and I was feeling absolutely lousy, and tonight has turned into a proper late-night phone-in radio show. Thank mm. you. I, I pray to the God of Mike Mendoza. Thank you. Um, I, I Listen, as, let me stress again, right? It's it's. I'm a white, middle-aged, middle-class bloke that's got a few quid in the bank, okay? I'm yeah, doing all right. Yeah. So for me, uh, I can understand why some people would feel uncomfortable about me discussing yeah, whether it's yeah. right or wrong to use the N-word, right? Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is... I, I find it... Oh, it is. But it's no, it's, it's only white people things. that are discussing it it's, it's, yeah, on this yeah. show tonight. Yeah, but you get like, you know, if, if you don't talk about things or break things down... Yeah. Then they become a sort of oh, no, exactly. and it's a kind of like, you know, it becomes like this sort of poison chalice that no one can sort of like, um, again, like you said, it, it's just the word. It could be harmless. I mean, the, yeah. the word actually derives from Nigeria. Yeah. And it actually stands for peace. I, I, guess I, mean, what, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is Billy, that uh, it, isn't it amazing that six letters that are sound made in the back of our throat that comes, is amplified mm. by our mouth, can have so much power and cause so much pain. It's just yeah, words, it's, letters. It's the same thing. I mean, you said, like, the C and the N word, I mean, but the, probably the most, probably uh, biggest thing now in the world today, which I don't want to go into too much, which really gets sort of, like, people thinking and really creates backlashes, is, like, you know, it is, if you kind of, like, you know, um, insult Islam, that's, like, a really big, massive sort of thing. Or if you kind yeah. of, like, if, if you kind of, like, frown upon any certain beliefs or any of their scriptures, it's kind of, like, it's not like, you're not allowed to question nothing because that's what it is and that's what you've got to pay attention to. And, oh, and know, I it, agree with that. It's you, it, it, You're not allowed to kind of kick ideas. Well, no, hang on, let me phrase that. It, 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 in some quarters... If one kicks around ideas, and not saying that that's what they believe, they're just kicking the idea around, you can be rounded upon. Twitter is a terrible place to kick around an idea to try and reach a conclusion because people will take you at face value. They'll only read your third uh, tweet and they will all pound on you. I know because it's happened to me. Um, I like to think that this show is a place that's a little bit safer to kick well, around ideas. Yeah, we can explain and maybe like, like you know, try and, like, it's, it's all about, again, like perception and making sense of things. I mean, like, you get atheist type people and they spend their life, they're almost like a religion where they sort of like, everything has to be fact and proven and, and, and it's what makes sense to them. Yeah. But like, you know, religion is what makes sense to you and it's kind of like, they're just on the other side of the fence. I mean, I, I, I would put myself down as a, as a separatist. I mean, I'm not intelligent, I'm not working class or anything like that, but I'm very black and white, I'm very simple, I'm very like, you know, good, bad, right, wrong, and try and make sense of it and think, oh, well, hold on, that, yeah. that, that doesn't seem right to me, you know, that don't feel like, you know, I, I'm doing a good or right thing. And it's almost like, you know, people going about to Jesus. Now, obviously, he existed. I mean, some people don't even understand that, and it's, it's embarrassing, but 
it's almost like he did exist, but then whether he was a son of God is another thing. I mean, for example, could you imagine if he went on sort of like, you know, for American viewers, Jerry Springer or Jeremy Kyle, and sort of like, you know, he had the president sort of, uh, you know, uh, say like um, Joseph the Carpenter, say from like Bagman, and like, uh, like he said, yeah, like, you know, she's pregnant, uh, she's still a virgin, yeah, no sex. I mean, he'd probably be laughed out of the uh, thing. Like, everyone would probably be like, well, where did he get his drugs from? You know what I mean? He's kind of like... You know, I don't mean to sort of, like, uh, offend anyone in saying that, but it's what makes sense to me, do you know what I mean? And it's, um, you know, whether he's God's son or whatever, he was a decent, good person, and he's kind of like, you know, I respect people that have their beliefs, I respect that you believe that, and I wouldn't want to sort of, like, rubbish it off, but that's, that's just my, like, I'm not, I'm not outruling nothing. I think we should be allowed to question... All kinds of religions, whether it be Christianity, whether it be Islam, whether it be Judaism, we should be allowed to question them and point out the inaccuracies. And I think we are allowed to do that, aren't we? Yeah, 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 to a certain degree. But in, in like, say, like Islamic uh, states, like they have this Sharia law. Yeah. Uh, like, like, um, I've been following this guy, and it's kind of like in the Quran. I've heard stuff, so I try and do research to find out, so rather than expect rumours. And it was saying about, like, you know, you're allowed to lie in oath to protect your religion. So someone could condemn something, and really they're not, you know? And it's kind of like, there's a, there, there, there's a lot of, like, contradictions. Well, in, but, there's contradiction, but there's contradiction in all religious yeah, texts. Yeah, 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 people say that, and a lot of, like, sort of lefty side, my favourite middle class, it was with a Bible, but it's not exercise no well, more. Well, no, it's, ah, it's now, not... ah, now, here you go, here you go, right? You've just you, right. You, you've just criticised Islam because of a contradiction that you you claim to have found, right? But then you've just said that the people that, that pick out the contradictions in the Bible are lefty type middle class people. Well, that's not fair. Yeah, that, that's not fair, Billy, to to, to throw that accusation um, around that you're well, you're allowed well, to question Islam, but but hang on, you're now saying that we're not allowed to question Christianity. No, no, you can't question but, Christianity. But, but you, but, but you but would then label I'm that person a lefty middle class person. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, in sort of like uh, Christianity, you don't get stoned and sort of killed. It's kind of like well, but you, I've just and, allowed and, you. But hang on, Billy, you, 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 I've allowed you to question Islam, and you're not being stoned, are you? Have you been stoned? Have you been killed? Yeah, no, but I'm not under. I'm not under Sharia law, am I? Well. No, you're not. But you're, I'm getting but very if confused. You at, if, if you looked at Sharia law, and if you looked at it's pronounced Sharia, involved in it, yeah, yeah Sharia, whatever, whatever. I mean, like you know, but, but Billy, but Billy, my, well, but hang on a minute, you know, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Calm down, dude. Where's this? This is another attitude thing, right? You've just come on, right? And you've you've contradicted yeah. yourself. And I'm going to pick okay. you up on that, right? Okay, okay. You look at the followers now. Yeah. Say that again. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you look good uh, to followers. Okay, granted, thought. I mean, I'm impartial, Ian. I but mean, you're not, I'm not, though. But Billy, 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 Billy. Sure I'm not Christian or I'm not, Billy, all, I'm Billy, not Islamic. So Billy, I'm you're, you're doing you're doing exactly what you've just said that you were against. I'm questioning you. We're kicking ideas around. We've just established yeah. this is a safe yeah. place. Yeah, it's a debate, yeah. We've just established we're kicking around ideas. And yeah. you've started having a pop. Isn't that interesting? Um, no, no, but I'm saying one. No, no, one you've just like, you've you've just made it personal about no, me. No, I said one's worse. I said one's uh, by saying that. It's, but, I'm, but, I'm, but, but, by saying but, no, but, hang on, Billy, 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 calm down, dude. We're in no rush. We've got the rest. Yeah. Of, we've got until midnight if we need it, right? 
I've got to go shortly because I've got to start working. But it's, it's kind of like no. But like, I, I've I said like something, people. and you've had a little. You just said something under your breath about me. So, so, so you're doing what you're criticising other people are doing. Admittedly, yeah, it's not the same as sort of like calls and create sort of like. No, you know, we, uh, issues and that for people to phone in and make no, it intrusive. No, no, not at all. I'm, you've called in about this spontaneously. We're discussing it, and then under your breath, you just had a little pop at me. Now, oh, I'm sorry. Well, but but now you're being sarcastic. So, no, no, the I'm very sorry. the I, I very thing, the very the very thing, the very thing you have called in to criticise, you're doing. I haven't I called in originally about the N word and it got onto that and you now we're stuck in it. But it's it's kind of like uh, again. I mean, it's something kind of sort of like I I explore and sort of look into other people. But then when someone questions, but then when someone questions you, you have to come back on the attack. So it's all right for you to explore, but if I try and explore, you come in on what the attack. attack you on? What, 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 I mean, we're talking about. It. Well, what did I attack you on? Because you like like sort of remind me. You know, well, I don't, if I need to remind you, mate, there were two things. If I need to remind you, first of all, you said that if anyone points out the hypocrisies in Christianity, they are um, uh, uh, do-gooder lefty liberals, which is utter, utter nonsense. And then when I, when I picked you up on something else you'd said, you muttered under your breath about, oh, it's good for my listeners or something. Well, it's, it's the way you turn it on, to, uh, to turning it over to me, and it was kind of like... I was questioning, I'm, 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 I'm questioning I'm, 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 you. Yeah, but I'm not, yeah, yeah, but you was attacking me. I'm, I'm I wasn't, atta- you. Well, I wasn't attacking what? you at all. What an absolute stupid thing to say. I wasn't attacking you. I've picked, I've mentioned Christianity, yeah. and you've gone, you can't, the only um, lefty do-gooders cr- criticise, pick out the hypocrisies in Christianity yeah, after yeah, you yeah, picked yeah. out the, the hypocrisies in Islam. Then I picked you up on something else, and then you buttered an insult under your breath. Do you not weigh things up and, and and look at sort of like what sort of like what? But you don't, Billy. Like. You don't. You think you do, but you don't. You're but just as close. You're just as you're just as close-minded as the people you've phoned up to criticise, but in a different way. Uh, and, and so what? So what are you? You're you're completely perfect, and uh, it just makes you look good. And, not, you're, you're, and there you're, we go again. There we go again. Yeah, I know, because you, you took it personally, Ian. No, I, ha- well, look, well, I took the insult to me personally, yeah, but it's, it, you, I'm trying to... I know I'm not perfect at all, of course not. I'm, I'm just I'm a bloke. I'm not perfect, I'm not perfect. I've got I know you're not, if, Billy. If you, pull, if you pull me up, yeah, I know you say that with, like, but it's kind of like, like, if you pull me up on it, I'll address it, and it's kind of like... But I've pulled you up on something, and you've, you've not addressed anything. I've pulled you up on two points, and you've not addressed them. You've just come in with a, with a pop. Yeah, but, but I asked you to explain them, and you just said this thing and that thing, but without explaining well, what I said, this and thing and that thing, and they were ex- they were the explanations, but you were choosing not to listen. Yeah, but you said this and that. You didn't. You didn't sort of lie. You didn't say what. Okay, what they were. there you are lots of hypocrisies. Know. There are lots of hypocrisies in the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm aware, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. But apparently, but, but, only but, lefty liberals, only lefty liberals. No, no. Yeah, yeah, that is out of order. But I mean, again, it's kind of. But like, that's what you said. So I can only go by yeah, what I'm you said. And you said now. only. You said only lefty liberals do that. Bring that argument up. I'm just sort of mean, like kind of. I'm, I'm liberal myself, uh, Ian. But in some times, people get like a bit wishy-washy and kind of like. Sort of like you know, it's a good way to to, to be to see the best in things. I, I, I'm fully sort of like adverse with that. But it's, I don't think you ch- of, I don't think you choose to see the best in things. I do, mate. I do, and that's what I pride myself on. Ian. And it's kind of like. But then you've um, just. Fo- but then why have you just phoned up? And why I don't understand why you're having a pop at Islam then. 
But you were, but you were. You were saying that it's, you can't. You're not allowed to criticise Islam because under Sharia law, people would get stoned. No, it, it's not criticised. If, if you question, how does that impact? How does that impact? But it's but very it, yeah, okay. And so is the Bible, mate. The Bible is full of 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 horror yeah. and war and nonsense. Yeah, but does it does it run our sort of um, our, our police system or does it run our sort of political system? Like, 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 yes, we, we're yes, it does. yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We're getting there. There's a little chink of light. Yes, it does. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I just thought that I was just saying that the other things are extreme, but like, I'll just I'll, I'll just leave it at that because it's not a lot, obviously, like a great subject, is it? But I mean, again, it's like I do look at, I do for look for the best in people, but then I've seen sort of certain things that that, that like you know I'm trying to explore something. It's almost feels feels like. You know, I had a bit of a finding, like like Tank Country, and I thought I'm really intrigued to sort of like look into this sort of book and and uh, explore this culture. And I think is that, is that for like you know, one well, for the wrong reasons, Ian. It was to kind of like you know, there's a lot of um, you know people's um, you know you know Islamics in our country, and like the thing is, Muslims. We call them Muslims. Muslims, yeah, but I mean, I don't know what sort of uh, correct thing to say. I mean it with bad intent, Ian. Again, you know, it's. It's kind of like you know, I've got you know, I've, I've never, I've never, I've never fallen out of a that I'm Muslim. I've, I've never had a bad word or uh, like you know. I, mean, I don't understand why you keep going on about Muslims. Because that's what you was going on about. No, I wasn't going on about it. You were going on about it. You said I was criticising it. I wasn't, well, you I wasn't were criticising it. No, I said, I said it's, it's one of the things in in the world today, which is like you know, highly, which you can't really. No, but you can't. You've just spent 20 minutes criticising it. You yeah, can criticise it. This is the myth, right? This is the myth. And I did this. I had this. Billy, Billy, hang on. Billy, Billy. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech doesn't exist anywhere, mate. It doesn't exist. Yeah, but I can talk about it on the radio. Right? No, you can't. Freedom of speech does not exist on this radio station. Fact. I had to censor okay. a John. I had to censor a John. Billy, Billy, let let me finish. Let me finish. No, but Billy, listen. I had to censor a John Lennon song tonight. I had to dump it. Freedom of speech does not exist. It's a myth. Let's get onto a lighter tone there. No, we've run out of time, Billy. But I enjoyed that. Call in again. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Suddenly, in the last thirty five minutes, this has become. A proper late-night phone-in radio show. I enjoyed all that. I enjoyed that. And um, I love the the conversation about free speech. Free speech doesn't exist, guys. It's a myth. Certainly a myth in terms of the radio. People will phone up throughout my career here, as they have done at other places, and say, you're censoring me. Where's my free speech? You haven't got free speech on the radio. They're, uh, the laws of libel. You can't phone up and libel someone and you can't swear. I had to dump a John Lennon song, Woman is the N-Word of the World. If I can't play a John Lennon song, think of all the other things you can't do. Freedom of speech is a myth. Um, I enjoyed that. I do enjoy that. It's a little bit of uh, late-night mental sport. Um, so I hope Billy calls in again because I did enjoy that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. David's on the line. Evening, David. Hi, hi Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, David. I'm feeling alive, which is good. alive. I've been laughing. I've been laughing, fella. Um, I've been meaning. I found you about a month ago, I guess. I rediscovered talk radio. Um, 
Not what I called in about, but you've got a special little place in my heart. Not yourself, oh. Mike Dickin, talk radio about oh. well, 1999. You love Mike Dickin. You love Mike Dickin. He was uh, he was brilliant, wasn't he, Mike? He was a superb man. I was um, he was a Formula One fanatic, mm. and uh, I had a little chat with him on a couple of occasions. You I live in High Wycombe, which has got a very special place in my heart. You, you, <laughs> fair enough. My well, sister well, got I... my sister got married in High Wycombe. Oh, I see. I know it very. I know High Wycombe very, very well. Partly because I've, I've had to visit people in the hospital quite a bit, but um, oh, I, well. I know High Wycombe very, very well. Oh well, I'm, I'm, I've only been here about eighteen months, but I only moved over from Aylesbury, so I haven't come far well, away. Exactly. It's all. It's all. Um, I used to live in Farnham Common. Uh, well, well, I know all of these places very, very well. Yeah. Um, I, I just, just so you know, Ian, I'm, I'm watching you on Periscope as oh, well. It adds, it adds an awful lot to it to see your, your reactions to callers as well as comparing them to my own. And uh, I, I, I have to say, after Imran, I was laughing. <laughs> he was good, but wasn't he? he's got a point. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, David, you're better than that. I'm an intelligent man. I turned 50 can on I... Friday. I'm not... <laughs> yes, I can see you. Can I just say, <laughs> can I just say, hang on, the person, the person, I knew someone would correct me on Periscope, but Ian, libel is written. You mean slander. No, I mean libel. If you say something on the radio, it counts as it being published. It is libel, not slander. Oh, yeah. Boom shakalak. There we go, guys. Well, anyway, I, I yes, David. I anything naughty, but I will pull you up on a... a a couple of little your your please do your um your your reasonings with Imran, um, just a little thought, just a just a little thought. I'm getting comfortable for this because I'm going to enjoy yeah. this. I'm going to enjoy well, pulling if, your pants you, down. I and take it this was eyes. as you sat on your beach looking out at the wonderful clear sea. Yes, this was a big boat that came over the horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was um uh, one of those um um giant ferry, not ferries, cruise ships. Yeah. So is it? Possible that if that was so much, if there was so much curvature as you looked out, yeah, would you not see it side to side? What do you mean side to side? Well, if you look across the horizon, you're looking out to sea. You look from left to right, as far as you can see, left and to right. Would you also not see if it's that much of a curvature that it's going over the horizon as you look out to sea? Huh? The, the the sums, by the way, the hang on a minute. What does that mean? You see it side to side. If you if you look out if you're looking you're looking at a flat horizon, aren't you? As you look out to sea, you're looking at a flat horizon. Yeah. Well, you should be able to see surely as far side to side as you can looking out. Um. No. Why not? Well, why why would you think that you could? Well, you if you if you're. If you're, if you're I don't get what, what, you, what you see. I, it's the horizon. It's the, it's the sea, and it looks like it drops off the edge. I, I can give I can give you the, um, the the figures for this as you as you go out. To, I believe. I mean, this is this is this is from what I've researched on it, and yes. I'm open minded. Ian, you know, let's. Well, wait, when you say open minded, you don't for a second think the world is flat, do you? I'm not convinced it's round. Oh, for Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. I've. Uh, uh, there's nothing I've seen. Nothing with my eyeballs. Have you never been in an aeroplane? Yes, and I've been. I've, yes, I've travelled to uh, New Zealand, right. America on several occasions. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but have you not looked out? The, do you ever look out the window in the aeroplane? Yeah, and you I've can see the curvature of the Earth. No, you can't. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> You're imagining it, Ian. You're with, well, uh, of course, you can see the curvature of the Earth. You, you, you cannot. 
when you're the, up, the, the of the course horizon, you can. The horizon. Okay, if you think you can. Yes. When you look out of an aeroplane, yeah. the horizon is always at the same level, isn't it? I don't know what that means. Well, uh, the horizon will stay level. When you look out, the horizon is always level. Now, if you went... What do you mean it's always if, level? If you, if, you, if you go up... If you go, if you go up, the, the, the horizon moves. And if you go down, it gets closer. I don't believe it does. Wait well, a minute. So if you're on the ground in an aeroplane, right? Yeah. The horizon is closer to you. If you go up, the horizon is further away from you. Yes, but you don't, you don't actually see... Um, how can I... I mean, like, like I say, I'm open-minded. Well, no, but I, 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 you're, you're not open-minded. You're, you're bonkers by the sound of it. <laughs> OK, let's look at it from another angle. You know when you fly long haul? God, bless. You enjoying you, this, JP? And you, and you, if you fly long haul and yes. you fly... Um, you know, if you look at the route you take, you think, well, you know, most often you, you look at it and it seems to be not a direct route. You know, I've flown. I've flown to Malaysia via LA, and it was a real L shape on the, on the, you know, on the map as you follow it. If you place these routes, these long haul flights over what they describe as the flat Earth map, all these um, the kings. Flat right Earth. Now, Hang on a minute. It's also fair to. It's the also flat to know Earth that The United map? Nations emblem is the flat Earth map. <laughs> I know. So you're saying that the United Nations. You look up the United Nations emblem. It's, it's well, the, yes, it's a map. I know what the flat Earth map is. It's like those kind of sort of shape. Those like, it's like orange peel shapes, and um, it's got the Earth. No, on it. no, 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 no. It isn't. No, that is no, that is your, your, your unwrapped globe. That's if you if you if you right, take an. Right. You, so you're saying you, the, you're saying the UN know that the Earth is flat. Well, it'll look at the UN logo. Right. What's at and the end? What's at the end? Another point, another point no, to note. Hang on a minute. What's, what's at the another e- point to note? No, imagine... no. Hang on a minute. Let's focus on this. <laughs> what's at the end of the Earth? <laughs> okay. On the flat Earth map, you've got the North Pole. No, 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 no. In, in your in your world, David. Around the outside. What's on the end of the Earth? If you kept sailing and sailing and sailing until you got to the edge, what what would you find? Like turtles well, stood on each other's backs, or how about imagining Antarctica? which we never fly over. Well, how about answering my question? Well, I am. I am. Because, you know, you're, you're sort of about going out to sea into nothing. Well, how about if, if, if you imagine that... Um, imagine <laughs> that the North Pole is in the centre of the map. What's at the edge of the Earth? The Antarctica. Right, so what's after Antarctica? Ice, and who knows. But it's uh, ice, really ice forever. It's, Anta- it's, it's Antarctica. infinite ice. Antarctica is it's... a complete military zone, a no-go <laughs> zone. And you can't cross it. Right, OK. Thank, thanks for calling, David. <laughs> right, we've got to rattle through this. We've got a guest on at midnight, Sean Levy, who's written a brilliant book about um, Jerry Lewis. Alfie! You got mate? Hello, Alfie. What you got for us? Um, well, I wanted to kind of stick with the, like, the conspiracy talk okay. that that we've been getting into because I feel like the last two callers have, um, they've had some good points, but I didn't agree with what they were saying. So the last one didn't um, have any good points, but go on. Yeah. Um, well, I was just wondering if you've got any like, um, alternative nine 11 theories. Um, no, anything at all. No, I think what happened was a group of terrorists Mm -hmm. hijacked some airplanes 
mm-hmm. and um, crash them into some buildings. And that's it. And I know that makes me a sheeple, but uh, <laughs> I know that I know your terminology. Yeah, I think some really clever terrorists got lucky and had trained up. And they smashed into um, some buildings. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm. I mean, that's a bit of a simple explanation. I can't even say the word. Well, that's not so simple, is it? (sighs) But why can't the simple explanation be the real explanation? Why has it got to be more complicated? I just think that things aren't that simple. But, But what if things are that simple? Well, they can be, but yeah. I think for that for that event. Go on then. Well, go on then. You go on then. Let, let's let's do it. Let's dive in head first. Let's do it. You really what? want you want me to dive Alfie, in right now? What happened on nine eleven? Um, well, I think it's a combination of three things and three nations. Okie dokie. Here we go. Okay, number one, the Bush administration and the individuals in it, people like. Not George Bush himself, because he even ties on shoelaces. We're not going to talk about him. Um, people like Dick Cheney, Paul Wolfowitz, um, Donald Rumsfeld, um, all have a hand in the attacks. In what? In, in, in what? How? Well, have you heard of the Project for New American Century? How did Dick Cheney mm. have a hand in 9-11? Well, he was in the underground um, bunker in the White House during the whole day, and no one actually knows what he was up to. So, okay. I mean, how do you, and how do you know that? Because there's photos that were released released by the White House just right. a few months ago of him in there. When did he go in the bunk? Did he go in the bunker before the airplanes hit the buildings? He was in there early in the morning. Right before the airplanes hit the buildings. Yes. How do you know that? Just because I've seen the photos. Where did you get these photos from? They was released, but from the White House's Twitter feed. They're, they're on the White House's Twitter feed, were they? Yes. So, what, what what do I need? What do I need to Google to see these photos? Um, Tell me what to Google. You can just you can just, you can just type in. Um, I want to see the photos of Dick Cheney in the um, mm. uh, the White House underground bunker before mm. the planes before it had been announced. Those planes had been hijacked. I want yeah. to see those pictures. Where where where? What what do I Google? You type just type in Dick Cheney nine eleven and the, you'll Cheney see photos of what he was doing. He's got his eleven. He's got his yeah. He's got his fo- he's got his feet up. He, he looks very cozy. He's just sitting there watching everything. So yeah. Okay. It's not, right. It's, I'm tr- and I, I'm sorry because the first one is the first website is a website called nine eleven research. I'm guessing they might be a little bit biased. I'm, I'm reading the, in the comments on your Periscope as well, and I'm getting a hell of a lot of... of, of I will ignore those. Right. Ignore, the, ignore them, Alfie. They're idiots on Periscope. Ignore them. There's nothing to do with me, and ignore them, and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to find a way around that, because they do. Don't worry yeah. about that. Um, but you've got, you've got to accept, though, if you're going to put forward theories, you're going to get, you know, criticism. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Okay, but th- these are all... Everything that's coming up, Infowars, they're, they're mm. all coming up from slightly biased... Opportunities. Yeah. Anyway, let's assume that, that that's right. So what mm. did he have to do with 9-11? Um, well, I've, like I was talking to you about, I was talking, talking about the Project, for New America, the Project for New American Century, and that was a think tank, think tank that came out in the 90s. Um, and basically, 
in this document, they outlined about six or seven countries that they wanted to go to war with. Yeah. Um, and in this document, it had the names of Afghanistan and Iraq. And right. Later Tell on, me about the aeroplanes. Tell me about the aeroplanes going into the building, right? Mm-hmm. How did Dick Cheney arrange that? Well, I don't. I don't think it's him. In, it, this is just one individual we're talking about. I'm, there's, a, there's a big. There's other players involved. I'm okay. just telling Who you. Who arranged for the aeroplanes to go into the twin towers? Personally, I believe it. it like I said when I, I said earlier that it was a combination of three um, agencies. I personally believe that it was the Saudi Royals and the Mossad. Right. So, hang on a minute. All right. Mm. So, uh, and uh, so, not the Americans. No, 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 no. It's so the just, Americans weren't yeah. involved in it. Well, well, not. I can't say the Americans. We're talking about like six hundred million people, individuals who are American, Joe Israeli. Yes, that's right. what I'm talking about. So you're saying? Are you saying it was the Jews what did it? No, I'm it not was the it. Jews that did it. <laughs> I'm not saying the Jews. Well, no. you've mentioned the Israelis twice, and Israelis tend to be Jewish. Well, that depends. Some people would say differently and say that well, Zionism and Judaism are two completely different... Well, no, well, t- they, d- I, d- well, Zionism and Judaism are two different things that do mm. overlap slightly. But you mentioned Israelis. Now, Israelis are Jewish. So it's a okay, Jewish well, conspiracy. Well, did, the buildings, did the buildings fall down or were they blown up? Oh, absolutely. They were blown up. Of course they were. Understand. Who blew them up? Well, I can't. I can't compare. Who do you me. think blew? Who do you think blew them up? Mossad. So, so the Jews blew, blew up the uh, the twin towers, right? Now, this would have to take the whole mm. the whole thing: the plane hijacking, the blowing up the, the building, the planting the 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 bombs, mm. all of that stuff, right? Mm. A lot of people would have to be involved, wouldn't they? A lot of yeah. people. How many do you reckon? Five hundred? A thousand? Two thousand? Um, I'd say under a f- hundred. Under a hundred people. Yeah. Could make that happen. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's well, it's a terrifying world we live in. I, I was just gonna, I was gonna say one more thing, and do you, you do? Can research, you can research. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm really not going to. Well, can I, Alfie? May I make a suggestion to you? Go on, go on. Get off the internet, man. Go out, go out in the sunshine. Go and go and kiss a girl. Go and read a book. Go and ride a bike. Go and climb a tree. Go and go and swim. Go and steal apples from your next door neighbor's garden. Go outside. <laughs> Get off the internet, man. I, I read all the time. Yeah, I but read you're reading time. you're reading nonsense online. Go and read a good novel. Go and read a go and read a book about the Beatles. Go and listen to the Beatles. Go and listen to Jimi Hendrix. Go outside. Go for a walk barefoot <laughs> on the beach, Alfie. Close yeah. your laptop. Okay, I will, I will. Excellent, thank you. Craig! Yeah. Good evening, Craig. Good show. It's, it's, been, it's been a proper nighttime, uh, late night phone in show, hasn't it, tonight? Excellent, excellent. Yeah. I was going back to the uh, use of the M word and how words change. Yes, yeah, <laughs> someone's tweeted, has the unexplained on talk radio moved from Sunday nights to this evening? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Anyway, go on, Craig, yes. Yeah, it's called Euphemism, Euphemism Treadmill. What? Oh. They were, I've got their second album somewhere. It's how words change, words that are okay change yeah. to be insults over time. Oh, yeah. So, like, in America, it's the, it's the National Association, the Advancement of Coloured People, is the civil rights movement for yes. 
black people, but we can't use the word coloured people anymore. Well, no, and also, if in America, if you use the word black people, that's frowned upon. It's African-American, of course. And, and I yeah. have had, I've, I've done interviews with Americans where I've said black people, and you can, you can audibly hear them wince. Yeah, and the, like the National Congress of American Indians. Because back when those were set up, those words were okay. Yeah. And we can't say American Indians anymore, even though I think Stephen Fry said that they sometimes accept it. So, yeah, words do change. You know, like Burke used to be part of a swear word. That was um, uh, Berkeley Hunt. Yeah. It's rhyming slang, isn't it? But we can say Burke now. It's a polite one. Was it Berkshire? Berkshire. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, we can. Craig, I've got to move on because I want to squeeze in two more calls if I can before we get our guest... Uh, after midnight. Uh, Lee! Yeah, I'm here. Hello, Lee. How you going, mate? All right? I'm all right, Lee. What you got for us? We haven't got long, I'm afraid. Oh, sorry, I've got a totally different topic. I just want to talk about the law and trading standards at the minute. The f- the, what, the the film trading standards? No, no that's trading general, places. Like the, just, the, just the people who are trading standards. Yes. But the police. Because at the minute, I've got an on, ongoing investigation that's been going on for two years. Who's, who's investigating it? The police? No, the trading standards. Okay, fine. We can talk about it then. Go on. Because uh, um, I was buying stuff from a website where anyone can go and order from, but they randomly turned up at my door one day saying I didn't have the copyright to sell that product. Uh-oh. So now it's gone on for two years. But my, what I want to talk about is what what are you supposed to do in two years? So... My court date's on the 29th of October. All right, so it's going to court. Well, well, because if it's it going is. to if it's going to court, we can't talk about it. All oh, right. S- sorry, put Rashid on because we we will. Sorry, sorry. If it's going to court, we can't talk about it. Rashid, you got a last oh, minute reprieve there. Oh, Ian, Ian, if the world is flat yet, yeah, hold on, we can't even sort out the, the, the world. We're talking about 9-11. Who done it? We can't agree on the world. <laughs> I know. What? I know. We can't, we can't get that and basic. The Muslims, right. the Muslims, which I am one, we can't agree on the moon. We can't even start Ramadan at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Right? We're all confused. Ian, yes. if, the, if the world was flat, would it be a rectangle shape? Because what I see on the moon reflecting from the sun is a sphere. The Earth's sphere. Oh. I see the curve of the Earth on the moon. Boom! Um, we, basically, Rashid, we're screwed, aren't we? Yes, and can yes. I just say, can I just say, by the way, right, everyone that's called in this hour, and we've had an argument and a tussle, Billy and Imran, all those, I hope they all took it in the spirit it was intended. I, I want those people to call in again. And I hope they enjoyed the um, the locking of horns and the sport of a darn good argument and people disagreeing with them. And I, 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 I really, I've really enjoyed the last hour, Rashid. And I want those people to call in again and other people listening that have strong opinions about things. You know, you will yeah, be challenged. Good, we, can, we can learn from each other. We oh. can learn on a journey of learning. Of course, we can. A ju- we can learn. But we'll end it there, Rashid, on those wise words from you. We can learn. On a journey of learning. And that is the title of the podcast. We can learn on a journey of learning. Um, okay, after, don't call for a bit because when we come back from the news, we're going to speak to Sean Levy, who's uh, an author in the States. We'll speak to him for about half an hour or so. So, the last half an hour, if you uh, want to call in, you'll be more than welcome to. Um, but, but why don't you just sit back and have a little rest and let me do the work for the next 30 minutes? Is that okay? Good. 
Talk Radio. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. For the next 30 minutes, sit back, don't call in, just relax. We're going to speak to um, Sean Levy, who's an author from the United States of A, who um, has written a book that I've uh, I've just finished and is an absolute joy, The King of Comedy. It's about Jerry Lewis, and we will find out more after the news. It's midnight, it's Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. I'm a little busybody, though I know it's very shoddy. I insist on knowing what is going on with everybody, cause I'm such a busybody, always prying, always spying. I'm defying anyone to try to hide the facts from me. Now Mrs. Jones is with the doctor, and her pulse is finally clocked. And suddenly she sees me peeking into all her friends. I'm shrieking, Mrs. Jones's valve is leaking. A mechanic she is seeking, cause her clutch needs overhauling, and her motor's always stalling. Mrs. Jones, you lonesome gal, you finally lost your trade in value. Now we come to Mr. Clunky, thinks that I'm a little punk. He's always keeping up with. Jones and while I tap his telephone I learned that they will disconnect him soon the bill they don't collect the sheriff's gonna take it back his brand new shiny Cadillac so now I pass the news around that Mr. Clunk is bankrupt bound I'm ruining his credit and I know he won't forget it though he thought I was a little punk that cabbage headed Mr. Clunk I got the bank to fume and fret they took his home and better yet they grabbed his television set because I'm such a busybody. Busy body, if you drink an extra toddy, I will spot it long before you bought it. I'll be pointing to your house and telling folks that you're a south. Though I admit I am a louse, it's so much fun to tell the neighbors that you're underneath the weather and they ought to get together using you as an example to the kids of what a trample do if he is off the wagon. Now your reputation dragging cause you took an extra toddy and I'm telling everybody that you're more than slightly dizzy. Now I've got you in the tizzy cause I'm such a very busy little busy body. I'm the death of every party. You should hear the things I say when truth and consequence we play i state the age of mrs dunn i tell him she is 61 and that her face is lifted and her cargo slightly shifted there are couples kissing in the dark i use my flashlight for a lock and joan is hugging mortimer and she's engaged to mr shore i'm hiding in the cuspid door and flash a light upon their face while they are locked in fun embracing mr shore then wrecks the place i'm such a busy body breaking up a lovely party Growing pale for in a chorus so endearing I have got the neighbors cheering Darling, what a lovely weight You weigh 188 You lick the pattern off the plate And then you bleed for more to eat You look just like a strange balloon That drifted to us from the moon And scientists must watch their step And see if you're a secret weapon That is how the gossip goes And all because I stick my nose In other people's dirty clothes A heavy-winded guy am I don't need a breath to say goodbye Because I'm such a busy little busybody Busy booty busybody I'd forgotten how much as a kid I used to love Jerry Lewis. Used to love Jerry Lewis. There was always a Jerry Lewis film on Saturday afternoons on BBC Two. And it might have been Martin and Lewis um, with Dean Martin, of course, or it might have been uh, one of his solo films. But there was always on. And as a child, I loved him. And then I kind of forgot about him. Um, and then recently I became obsessed with a... It's a very weighty tome. It's a very, very weighty tome. And I found this book, King of Comedy, The Life and Art of Jerry Lewis. And I thought, I'll get that. That'll be worth a little perusal. And it totally sucked me in. I I became obsessed. It unlocked all these memories. 
And um, it's a cracking read. It's a cracking read. It's 20 years old, the book. And um, despite what I was saying earlier on about ebooks and Kindles and things, it's just come out in electronic form. And it really is a, a fantastic look at um, uh, 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 Jerry Lewis. I'm so pleased that the author, Sean Levy, is joining us from Portland, Oregon. Good evening, Sean. Hi. Hey, thank you. No, thank you, man. Listen, this, this book is 20 years old. Um, why Jerry Lewis? Why is the first one you wrote, wasn't it? It, it was the first one I wrote, and I should point out this is uh, the ebook is the first time it's been available in the UK, other than you know back twenty years ago to yeah. buy it through the mail or find a used copy. Mm. Um, why Jerry Lewis? Well, there wasn't a book on him, and um, you know one of the things I've learned as an author, and I learned on that book was in order to get someone to publish your work, if you're writing a biography or a nonfiction, there there needs to be a, a hole on the bookshelf, a place where you can make an original contribution. Or in this case, there had been a book on Jerry Jerry and Dean in about 1974 and another one about Jerry alone in about 63. So it had been at least 20 years since someone had written about him. So there was there was a hole on the bookshelf. It's easy to forget. Oh, I mean, my generation, we, you know, I'm 43, so we kind of missed it the first time around. He was massive, wasn't he? In the 50s and the early 60s, he was one of the hugest film stars in the world. He, at, at different times in his career, he was the highest paid entertainer up to that point on Broadway, in film, on television, and on radio. Um, and his run in the Quigley poll of top box office stars that um, uh, theater owners used to vote on, he was in the top 10 of the Quigley poll for about 15 years, wow. on and off, but mainly on. Um, he, had a, he had an enormous run from about 48 to 65. Were you a fan, Sean? And the reason I ask is because he is, despite being huge, he's one of those people. If I mention Jerry Lewis to my mum, she goes, oh, not that bloody idiot. She's, he's one of those people that, d- that divides because he's not bland, is he? He's very distinct. And no, he can, no, he can yeah. rub people up the wrong way. Yeah, anyone who made it through that music at the introduction, I think, <laughs> has already cast their vote. Um, you know, uh, a, t- a testimony both to Lewis's uh, ability to hold a breath and Capital Engineer's ability to splice tape. Mm. Um, you know, Jerry Jerry is uh, a complex figure for Americans. You know, his film career ended more or less with the 60s. And then he became, in the United States, very well known for his charity work, the Labor Day weekend, the last weekend of summer telethon for muscular dystrophy research. Mm. And a lot of people only knew him from that, um, much in the way a lot of people wrote, uh, only knew Paul Newman as a guy whose you know, face was on a spaghetti sauce jar. Course, yeah. um, you know, that, that second career, or who only knew Robert De Niro from the Fokker films. Yeah. Um, so, well done. Thank you. Uh, we all winced that, there for a yeah. second. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Jerry, Jerry is, is, has been a divisive character no matter how you knew him, whether you didn't like him wheedling next to Dean Martin or doing it on his own, or whether you didn't like the Vegasy uh, slick hair showbiz style that he affected in his telethons. He's, he's a prickly personality, and he's a prickly um, entertainment presence. He, um, it, he was kind of groundbreaking in that he was one of the first uh, comedians to to get control of everything. He he ended up writing, producing, directing, starring in, do, overseeing every aspect of the films that he made, didn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he wrote a book. Uh, actually, he compiled his college lectures into a book called The Total Filmmaker. And it's kind of a joke because in many ways, you know, you think of someone like Adam Sandler or Jim Carrey, someone who does physical comedy and puts on a, a skin of like a, you know, a geek or a, an arrested development child. And you think of them controlling the business. But Jerry Lewis directed his first film in 1960, mm. and he was the first comedian who debuted in talkies to direct himself. Right. The other comedians who directed themselves came up in the silent era. Um, you know, now it's much more common. Jerry had um, his own, uh, he owned a theater in Hollywood from which he broadcast a live variety show in the 60s. He invented the idea of videotaping the shot so that the director could see what the camera had captured on the set. Um, I, I found that incredible. That system. Yeah, I yeah. found that incredible that he'd invented that, which is now a standard thing if anyone's ever been on a movie set. Yeah, it's a standard thing at this point on your telephone. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, Jerry, Jerry saw it in 1959. Um, he, he, he was always a tinkerer. He owned a photography shop in Hollywood in, in the 50s. Uh, he loved gadgets. You know, his his offices would be filled with tape recorders and spy cameras and stuff he, he he was always and it showed up in his work as well in many of his films the sight gags are based on machinery he built a an enormous house with three walls so you could cut a uh, sort of see through the the fourth wall for a picture called the ladies man yeah again very inventive wes anderson has uh, stole that for his yeah. submarine in uh, the life aquatic of course he did yes i watched the i watched the ladies man the other day um it's patchy, isn't it? I watched Cinderella the other day. That's a stinker. Yeah, yeah. Cinderella, Jerry didn't direct. You know, there's, there's, in the Martin and Lewis films, they alternated films that they made for Paramount's uh, production company and films that Dean and Jerry produced. And you can begin to see patterns that the Dean and Jerry films are hit or miss, but the Paramount films are very polished. Yeah. After he splits with, uh, Dean, he has his solo career, and unless his films were being directed by Frank Tashlin, um, Jerry's solo films can be very poor. Mm. Um, but then when he makes his own movies, he's got an idea usually, and he's following it. It's only very late in his directing career where he begins to uh, lose his touch as a director. Um, he is um, a very inconsistent man in as much as he comes across as a terrible husband and an awful father. Yeah, you know, um, you, you don't like to, as a researcher, as a writer, as someone, you know, trying to, trying to uh, come up with human empathy for your subject, it's, it's very difficult when everyone close to your subject has negative experiences with them. Yeah. Um, and it was difficult to write about Jerry Lewis in, in some regards because his, his personality was so brusque and he was so caustic and he was so, you know, mean to people. Um, there's a quote in the book from a publicist who, uh, I spoke to after I had a grisly encounter with Jerry and he says, you know, that guy has three sets of teeth. <laughs> and that was his reputation in Hollywood, even as a young man. So I don't think he had a lot of people rallying around him when things were going poorly for him. You mentioned it. I'm, I'm going to bring it up. The, the, the book, is, the book is, is a great read. And I'm going to tweet the links to where people oh, can get the you. ebook and stuff. It's, it, honestly, it's such a joy to read. It's one of the most detailed biographies I've read in a long time. Um, 
And the story kind of wraps up. And then there's that delicious epilogue where you talk about meeting Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry, I, I approached him asking if he would consent to being interviewed and, you know, cast an approving eye on the project. And he invited me to meet him on his yacht in San Diego. And we had a cordial meeting. And then I went back home here to Portland and kept doing work and came to see him another time. And the second visit, he was testy from the time I arrived. Um, and he was you know, biting back at my questions. And I brought up the subject, the raw subject, um, poorly chosen in retrospect, of The Day the Clown Cried, the film he made in 1973 that's never been released, in which he played a clown at Auschwitz. Uh, it's an amazing premise for a yeah. movie. I mean, wow. When you hear it, you think, what? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is not life is beautiful. A father protecting his son from the Holocaust, mm. which is a poignant story to me. This is a circus clown being used by the Nazis to lead children into the gas chamber. It's as blunt as that with his conscience. Yeah, and um, I asked Jerry about it, and he lit me up. Really, he screamed and yelled profanities in my face. He was, you know, his neck veins were bulging. Um, he grabbed my tape recorder and pulled out the, the cassette, and uh, he said he was going to erase everything that he'd said. Um, and uh, I, I tried to apologize, and he kept getting angrier and angrier. That must and have been terrifying, I, I Sean, to have, to, to have been there and watch yeah, him explode. Yeah. That must have been terrifying. I, you know, I'd never been in the military. I'd never played, you know, high stakes uh, sports. I'd never had anyone talk to me that way. Mm. Not that I'm some tender butterfly, but I'm from New York. This mm. was impressive. Uh, it would have been <laughs> impressive for, for in any context. Yeah. Um, and then I had to continue researching and write the book on him. And it was useful in a way because it let me know, my gosh, these stories about him have a basis in truth. I can picture him doing this terrible thing because I've seen that dark side. Um, and I, I wrote about it because it only seemed fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, there's, there's a... Um, uh, one of the things I was proudest of uh, in, in, in the way the book was received in 1996 was that people said, you know, it's a harsh but fair picture. Um, you check it on every page and it's scrupulously fair, said the New York Times. And my favorite review was in Screw Magazine, which I didn't even know published book reviews. And uh, they called it a remarkably fair portrait of a great American asshole. <laughs> That's a great line. Did you ever beg them to put it on the paperback? But they did not. <laughs> it came out twenty years ago. Did you ever get any feedback from from Jerry after the book came out? Oh, I did. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. he was tour. He was touring the states in um, a revival of Damn Yankees, in which he played the role of Lucifer, Mister mm. um, Applegate, and. Uh, he sent me a telegram. No, no, no. He sent me a telegram that someone had sent him. Right. He had met someone in Kansas. The, the person in Kansas sent him a telegram when Jerry was on the road in Cleveland or Philadelphia. Jerry took the telegram, stapled it to a page showing me how beloved he is, even though I think he's, you know, wow. all these awful things. And then he mailed that to me from Cleveland or Philadelphia. So... Very cryptic, very cryptic. And 
as the book was being published around the country, he was touring around the country and someone would ask him about it at a press conference and he would denounce the book angrily and immediately all the copies in the local bookstores would sell. So I didn't get a book tour, but Jerry did. So that is the best advertising out. you can get the subject of your book saying it's no, it's awful. It's, it's none of it's true. Of course it's going to fly yeah, off yeah. The, the shelves. Um, yeah. Uh, how is he, he, he's still he's still working, isn't he? At the age of ninety. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, he does one or two appearances. You know, a season. You know, maybe six or ten a year tops, where he you know tells stories and shows film clips, and maybe he sings and you know does some jokes. Um, how is he like viewed in the states list. now? Is he, is is he kind of you know revered as an elder statesman of of, of older comedy? It's around it's come around you know at the time i was writing even people who were like in you know uh film scholarship were like really jerry lewis you're working on that i'd be at you know some of the research facilities that film scholars use and run into people and they're like wow jerry lewis huh good luck with that you know like yeah they were expecting the worst and and you know in a way they were right um but i think that um from what i've heard over the these 20 years people have appreciated that there's a whole story to this man and that this book has helped them find it. Mm. And now, you know, it's uh John Houston says in, in Chinatown, you know, ugly buildings, whores and politicians all get respectable if they live long enough. <laughs> and I think Jerry's reached that, that stage. He's in his nineties. Um, he seems to have lost some of his temper finally. Yeah. God bless him. Um, I don't hear reports. I mean, even after I wrote the book, there were, I would hear from people all the time saying, Oh, I asked Jerry Lewis a question. I said, you didn't ask him about the book. No, no, no. I asked him about blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, he was abusive or he would do his live show somewhere and someone in the audience would step up to the mic during the Q&A and ask a question in kind of a mumbling way. And he would like make fun of their appearance. Yeah, yeah. Or if it was an attractive woman, he'd tell her, you know, the joke would be what room he's staying in. And he'd just, just, just kind of tone deaf jokes for a 70 year old man to make especially when he's most beloved for his children's entertainment and for a charity for a, a, a juvenile um uh, neuromuscular disease yeah it's um... a little bit of donald trump in the guy <laughs> oh, no, i'm just seeing your tweets about donald trump you're you're gonna vote for yeah, him are you yeah yeah oh yeah twice <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he always seemed to be striving for credibility. And he had it for a moment in the early 80s when he did The King of Comedy with, with De Niro, which is one of the greatest films. And I saw that on DVD. Yes. For, it was 50 pence in a shop the other day. 50 pence. Oh, I'm thinking, you don't know what you've got here. It is one of my <laughs> favourite films of all time. He had credibility for a moment. And then you look at the films he did before and after it, and he blows it again, doesn't he? You know, he's he's one of these people who um, could best be deployed. Look at look at someone like Bill Murray, mm. who um, was you know a, a star right after he got off of TV, and he made these very broad comedies. And then his you know his career kind of waned, and then he decided he was going to work for real directors and be an actor. Yeah. And now now he's a beloved figure, and and when his name's in a movie, you you, you you're eager to see it. Um, Jerry could have had that career. Uh, he had, uh, he was in an arc of the, um, TV series wise guy, which was about an undercover FBI agent posing as a gangster. Jerry played, uh, uh, a man in the, in the garment business in New York city who was being threatened by gangsters. And he was very good in that. 
Um, and he, he could, on the basis of those two productions, uh, good uh, King of Comedy and Wise Guy, he could have had a real career. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's... Um, it depends on personal relationships, something like that, and he's difficult. Um, he had difficulty with uh, the star of the TV show he was on. He had some right. difficulty with De Niro. Yeah, you know, so he's he's he he, he cuts off his own nose and spites his face, and uh, then he throws the knife at you. It's funny you mentioned De Niro. I'm looking at your website, SeanLevy.com, and you uh, you wrote a book about De Niro as well. I did. Did I you did. did you get to meet um, him? No, no. He, he, Jerry wants to be flattered and wants to be, at the time I, I, I expect to this day, but at the time I wrote about him, he wanted to be recognized. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, he probably saw me as a vehicle for that. De Niro is, is actively antagonistic to the press and has been, by the way, since his debut. Yeah. One of the first interviews I discovered with De Niro from 71 or 72, before Mean Streets, um, he, he was so uh, stammering in his speech that they transcribed what he said because they were, they were apologizing for not being able to get real quotes out of this guy. Wow. They said, this is what his answers are like. And to this day, that's the guy. He's, he's an introvert who makes his living in front of a movie camera. It's very unusual, but I think that's him. De Niro's, so he wanted nothing to do with me. De Niro's weird, isn't he? Because he had, for the 70s and quite a bit of the 80s, just this unbroken run of um, excellent artistic movies. And then at some point, he, he obviously just ditched it all and went for the dollar because he'll be in any old rubbish now, won't he? You know, there's a, a comedian quoted in, in that book of mine uh, who says, some people do an impression of Robert De Niro. I do one of his agents. Ring, ring, hello, he'll do it. <laughs> um, you know, he, he, he's a workaholic, De Niro. Jerry yeah. Lewis was a workaholic as well. And the difference is that De Niro, people who work with him kind of like him. They, they think he's odd but he's done nothing to diminish their respect of for the man and you know even though his his movies haven't been you know particularly good he's made a handful in the last few years but yeah from let's face it from the time he made um meet the parents mm. which was a global hit until until silver linings playbook or just before that so that's a run of about a decade he he would appear in in terrible pictures. The Rocky and Bullwinkle scripts, movie. Terrible. Yeah, that was a favor to his uh, his business partner. Was she it? was okay. a lifelong Rocky and Bullwinkle fan, and it was her dream to bring that to life. And so that okay. one that one I've given the pass on. I don't necessarily give him a pass on straight to video movies starring Fifty Cent as a cop who can't be corrupted. You know, um, <laughs> that sounds quite I good. I don't give him a pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't give him a pass on movies starring you know Dakota Fanning and yeah. Eddie Murphy and Edward Burns and and you know the pre-Oscar Bradley Cooper. You know, yeah. um, he, he, he 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 he. I I have a theory that if there was a time about four or five years ago, if you woke De Niro up in the night in some Four Seasons hotel and said, Bob, what city are you in and what movie are you here to make? He couldn't answer. Yeah, yeah. Funny, he, had, he had seven movies come out in 2013. That wow. was the most, uh, quote-unquote, prolific year of his entire career. Yeah. Seven, and you wouldn't roll over in bed to watch any of them. 
one of my favourite um, De Niro movies, which I don't know where it ranks in uh, in his his biography, is um, Midnight Run. I love Midnight Run. Oh, great picture! It's such a yeah. funny film. And that picture made only forty million dollars in the U.S. Really? Every everyone you talk to loves it. it they got used to well, by. They used to social. They used to, they used to show it on um, Saturday after Saturday afternoons on it on, on on TV over here, commercial TV. But of course, it's full of swear words. So it was one of those films where they would redub yeah. all the swear words. So it's like you mother fluffer, and um, you're going to get on that yeah, fluffing yeah. plane, and all of that stuff. It's hilarious. I'm just going through your 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 CV now. I've read another one of your books, and I didn't realize Rat Pack Confidential. I read that years ago. There That's a go. great book. Oh, thank you. That one, that one's also. It's currently on sale on Kindle for a buck ninety nine, which is what about fifteen quid. Since yeah, I know exactly. Right? It's going to cost us a fortune. <laughs> I am going to, Sean. I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to tweet all of the links and, and, and put it all on my Facebook page. Oh, wonderful! So, thank you. Listen, well, thank you for the for the Rat Pack Confidential. Thank you for the Jerry Lewis book. It, it, for the last, um, it was it was a, it's a long read. It's so detailed, and it is. Um, I've been boring everybody at work by showing them clips of Jerry Lewis that have popped up in your book. I've gone quick. Look at this bit on YouTube. Look, it's genius. Or look at this. It's awful. Or when um, a couple of about a month ago, about a 30 minute edit of um, the day the clown cried appeared online. And um, I was showing it to everyone and going, well, this looks awful. I said, I know it looks awful, doesn't it? Um, (laughs) Gloriously awful. It's gloriously awful. Listen, I want to get Jerry Lewis on this show. What are the chances, do you think? Oh, pretty slim, I'd say. Um, you know, it's it's 20 years or so since I'm in touch with him. He lives in Las Vegas. But again, we're talking about a guy in his 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea. You know, he's, he gives interviews. Uh, he recently appeared somewhere. where Whenever he appears now anywhere, yeah. you know, at, a, at a, a speaking engagement or one of these little evening with Jerry Lewis events that he does, somebody writes about it. Um, there are blogs of these things everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it. Fewer and further between than they ever have been. I'm going to do it, Sean. I'm going to get him on. Maybe I won't mention that you were on first, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Well, well, you could say that because you know you'll get colourful stuff. (laughs) You very quickly, uh, Sean. Are you working on anything at the moment? Um, I've got a book coming out in the States in October called Dolce Vita Confidential about Rome in the 50s with oh. Brioni Suits and Marcello Mastriani and Anita Ekberg and oh, Sophia Loren, um, Vespas and paparazzi and European, you know, European counts with Italian showgirls. Oh, very glamorous. And uh, that's that's going on. And, and, you know, I've got something up my sleeve that, I can't quite share, but it's oh. it's it's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I like that secret. Well, when you can share, Sean, you have an open invitation to come on any time. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate that so greatly. It's it's a real pleasure, Sean. Thank you so much. It's Sean Levy. I'm gonna SeanLevy dot com is the website. I'm gonna spell it S H A W N. It's that it's that Sean L E V Y dot com. Um, and I'll I'll do tweets and 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 um, uh, I'll put it on the Facebook page as well. Honestly. If you have any interest in in um, cinematic comedy, that Jerry Lewis book is just such a great read. Such a great read. Right, last 30 minutes of the show. Normal service resumes. 0844-499-1000. 084. That, I enjoyed that. We'll put that out as a little bonus. Put Cheeky Pod as well, you see. Two pods. Don't tell the bosses. 0844-499-1000. I'm going to get Jerry Lewis on the show 
even if it means, and I've I've kind of um, <clears throat> I've made the decision, even if it means going to Las Vegas, and I hate Las Vegas, I'm gonna do it. <clears throat> I'm gonna get him on this show. Saying that, by talking about him as, as much as I have the last week, I've probably um, started the curse. He'll be dead by the end of the week. Pablo. Oh, hip 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 hip. Uh, yeah, great having Sean Levy on. He was good, wasn't he? I, well, I, I, I enjoyed the, these American writers. They're very. I mean, maybe it's because it's in the afternoon for them, but they're very, they're very nice people. They're very lovely and very charming. I think also that they're really surprised that some bloke in England has said, "Do you want to come on my radio show?" They're like, "What? How, how do you know my book?" <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. But um, well, I think he's, he's full of uh, uh, chutzpah. Chutzpah. He was good. I enjoyed that. And I've just tweeted the link where you can get the book on Kindle and stuff. So, um, enjoy. Well, it was, it was just pretty much not to keep on the same point, but just uh, about Jerry Lewis. Um, I've, I've always uh, loved him as a, a, a youth, like um, just that would have the reruns of uh, the Nutty Professor yeah. and, and Flubber. <laughs> well, no, um, fl- the fl- he wasn't in Flubber, you idiot. He was using the first Flubber. Is he in Flubber? The original Flubber was Jerry Lewis, and then it was remade with Ron Williams. No, it no, it wasn't. It was. It was one hundred percent. Hang on, hang on a minute. And it was Look called. It up, use, your, use your Google's. It was called Flubber. Yes. No, it wasn't. It was. No, it wasn't. It might have been called something else, but it was definitely the same thing. No, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't. That wasn't Jerry Lewis. Wasn't it? No, blooming plum. Wait, give me, give me an alternative name because I'm pretty sure it's the guy from that darn cat. Hang on a minute, IMDb. I have to go to IMDb now. Um, the first, you know, the, is it Dean Jones? Was it Dean Jones from that darn cat? Hang on a minute, Flubber. It's a Disney movie. <clears throat> I'm surprised. No, it's Flubber. Uh, well, there's Son of Flubber from 1963. We're going to click on that. Let's see who that is. Is it Dean? I bet it's Dean Jones. No? I'm sorry, the absent-minded professor. That was the original. What? What are you talking about? Right. Well, the absent-minded professor, that wasn't... Um, that wasn't Jerry Lewis. He was, no, the, he was the nutty... just find myself via Google. Fred... Fred oh, no, yes. No, no, Fred yes. No, it wasn't the absent-minded. I've just got a picture up there. No, Would you that. like to apologise... And isn't it funny? No, 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 the, no. I'm, 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 get, I'm, I'm getting the flubber. The I'm toughest, the toughest time we've had. People saying that the um, uh, 9/11 was a Jewish conspiracy. We've had people saying that the arguing b- that the Earth is flat, and I'm giving Pablo <laughs> the toughest ride because he's mixed up Jerry Lewis with Fred McMurray. That, you know, that's, that's, well, that's, well, at least at least Jonathan gets the right to reply. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but, uh, but uh, just on a completely different note, uh, yeah, yes. King of Comedy, that's really good, isn't it? Who? Yeah, King of Comedy. Oh, I love the the King of Comedy is such a great film. If anyone hasn't seen it, it um, I don't I don't know if it it was a big critical success, but it kind of slipped under the radar in 1983. It's Robert De Niro, just at his creepiest best. I love it. It's such a joy. Rupert Pumpkin. Rupert Pumpkin. I've got a spot yeah, on my arm. Do you mind if I squeeze a spot while I talk to you? Um, please do. I don't think I'll be directly affected. I've done it. Oh, that's horrible. Anyway. But it also reminds me of, um, what's the what's that other film which is in a, well, it's not in a similar vein, but it's a Billy Crystal film. 
Um, Mr. Sla- Mr. Saturday Night. Mr. Saturday Night. I enjoyed that when that came out. I wonder if that... I think that Billy Crystal films, I don't think they stand the test of time that well. I bet when Harry Met Sally isn't very good anymore. Well, I don't know. I think much in the... the with, like, obviously, you're having Sean on. You obviously... You like your, your zings, your, your, you know, your, 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 your swings and your hits when it comes to the old jokes. And, uh, yes, yes. You know, Mr. Mr. Saturday Night, you know, is that, is that Uncle Alan the audience or Albuquerque in pants? The thing, the thing that, uh, that I didn't that made me slightly uncomfortable about Mister Saturday Night um, was um, the aging process they did on Billy Crystal, where he becomes an no. old man. Yeah, he did kind of almost resemble his uh, his character in um, The Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the end of it, he's, um, but I think it's, it's a really good, it, especially if you think it's like for the time for, for like stand-ups in America, yeah. like through the fifties circuit, where there was like a, there were a three-piece. It was kind of slightly off music hall-y type of stuff, and then as it progresses through, you know, Jerry Lewis is in that as well. Jerry Lewis isn't in that. He is in. The, oh, he might be in that. He might be in that one. I'm going to give you. Yeah. I'm going to give you that one, Pablo. But, yes, when, he, when they're all old and they're all... It's basically, it's him and I think, I don't know, Milton Bill's, Bill's there. There's, there's a bunch of aged comedians and they're all zinging each other. What was the... Um, what was the... Um, um, the, what, um, the one where they were, went... There were cowboys and they went to find the gold. Oh, T- titty um, Slickers! Titty Slickers, yeah. And there was a porno version of it called Titty Slickers. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of that going around up and down porno sets. So. Yeah, yeah, there certainly would be. There certainly would be. Well, Pablo, I don't think we. Um... Hey, have you? Do you drive, Pablo? I don't. I've got my provisional license, but it's still it's still at my own old address. I um, I uh, today, everyone seemed to be driving like an ass, including me. And I've confessed that I'm not a very good driver, but everyone seemed to be driving absolutely terribly. I saw a massive tanker squeeze a tiny little black sports car and smash its side in. It was incredible. Well, the the little sports car tried to sneak up on the inside and undertake and stuff, and and I I think the tanker was driving a bit aggressively and the sports car was driving like an idiot. But I I got involved in two arguments driving, um, and I hadn't really done done anything that wrong, really. Um, but I just saw today lots of people driving really, really badly. It was the weirdest thing. Well, that's, I think you've, you've kind of... That, that's pretty much the reason why I, I don't drive, because I, I, I think my performance would probably be poor at best, but it, it, it's the fact that I've got no control over anybody else or anything else outside of my vehicle. Yeah, uh, well, yes. That... I think it's, it's, it's that's... That, that 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 puts me off somewhat. It's um yeah, it's a weird it's a weird old thing. Pablo, thanks for calling. No bother. Tutty bye. I wait four 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 nine nine one thousand. Last twenty minutes of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. The last eighteen minutes of the show, guys. You can still call in. Um, hasn't it been a weird show? Um, I, I wonder where it's come from because I, honestly. When I come in and say I've oh, got nothing for the show, quite often I'm I'm, I'm playing a little game with you. There's a, the, I, I have a vague idea. I don't have much. 
I don't have much for the show, but I have a, a, a vague idea of perhaps some things that I might like um, to play with. But tonight, I've literally... I wasn't feeling up to it at all. It's weird. I miss Kath, because Kath helps make the show. And Emma and Ed are doing an excellent job. Excellent job, by the way, guys. They're not listening. That's how excellent the job is. They're not even paying attention. Um, but they're doing an excellent job. Uh, but I miss Kath, and I, I always find that, the, you know, the, the, the producer I work with, it's, it's, it's a really significant thing for me. So... But also, just feel it, you know, it's been a real kind of nothingy day. My kids are going to go away for two and a half weeks next week, and I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to the peace I'm going to get. But I'm just thinking, oh, actually, I'm, gonna re- I'm really going to miss them a lot. Really going to miss them a lot. And so I'm kind of dreading that. Um, and today, like I say, there was this weird, there was a weird tension in the air. And I noticed a lot of bad driving, some of it from me, a lot of road rage, some of it from me. Some guy some guy was driving terribly and I just got into the right lane. And he then tried to do that thing where he tried to drive me off the road and stuff. And he shouted out the window, you effing idiot. Idiots like you that cause accidents. And I have caused accidents, but I was, I was in the right there. Uh, and he was just shouting and shouting. So I got my phone and did the pretending to film him thing. And that stopped him in his tracks. Um... But it's been a weird atmosphere today. And actually, actually, um, it's kind of come across in the show this evening, hasn't it? In the, you know, where are we? April, May, June, July. So we're like four months into this talk radio thing. And uh, that hour, which will go as a podcast, between 11 and 12, was the most like a late night phoning show this show has been what does that mean i don't know if i can explain it any better there was a lot of weirdos calling up that's the shorthand and i say that with love and respect there's still time for more to call in by the way 0844 499 1000 we call you back um but it was uh, there was a real kind of tension with uh, with billy and with um imran There was a real kind of tension in the calls that we've not had much on this show. There was Darren last week, and that was a bit snarky. And uh, we both we got off to a a bad, bad footing. I misheard something. He copped an attitude. Bish bash bosh. By the way, the other Darren, uh, the second Darren, both Darrens are welcome to call in. This is the thing. This is the thing I'm trying to get there. I knew there was a point I was uh, getting to. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, if we argue on the phone, um, you're allowed to call in again. It, 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 I don't, there's only one person that's banned, and, she, and she's a fruitcake. Um, but you're allowed to call in. It's all kind of good sport, really. So I'm quite happy for people that I've argued with to call in. If they want to, they may choose never to listen again. I suspect Darren is... Um, I suspect Darren is still listening to the uh, to the show, and is, we'll we'll call in again at some point. But um, it would be, you know, people are are welcome to call in as they do, or they don't see fit. 
0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, I'll just sit here. And uh, I was going to go through the papers. There's nothing in the papers. This is another weird thing, right? There is absolutely uh, uh, nothing in the papers. The front page of The Sun, which is Britain's greatest newspaper now. I know in November it will be. Is the front page is about passports. They want to make the passports blue. Okay. Okay. If that's... If that's important to you, then good luck. Um, the Daily Mail is still going on about the honours. Oh, and Bernie Eccleston's mother-in-law. Now, that's an interesting story, isn't it? That's an interesting... It was the helicopter pilot. It was the helicopter pilot what done it. Isn't that funny? They, he, he knew all their routines and their plans, and they he, he, he kidnapped her. What a strange story. Uh, but the pilot and um, the star is um, Donald Trump's wife in a metal bra and pants. So it, there's, there's really nothing big going on in the papers at all. Uh, Lady Kadonk. Hello. Hello, Kadonk. I hope you can hear me tonight because I broke up last night. Well, broke up right from school. That's a late uh, summer holiday. <laughs> Oh, your phone. No, it's a crystal clear as a bell line. Uh, whereas yesterday okay. it was pony. I, I, I won't move. Don't move. What you got for us, Anna? Um, Ian Lee versus radio. Oh, yes. Can, can you buy the tickets now then, I'm guessing? No. Oh. November the 13th, uh, Sunday, I'm in Luton somewhere. Uh, the tickets go on sale Friday. Oh, okay. What did he say? From a sex shop? He yeah. did, from a sex shop. What would he say that for? Oh, because we were driving up from Finchley the other day, back to home. Yeah. And we drove past um, three sex shops. In Finchley? No, from Finchley, back to Arundel, near North ha- Northampton. Okay. Three sex well, shops. Yeah. Did you, pop him, did you pop in for a bite to eat? No. No? <laughs> Here's the thing I never got, right? I get most things in the bedroom, right? Edible underwear. Edible underwear. Edible underwear. Blimey, I'm not having that. No, I don't. I don't like the idea. I don't think I've done it. Maybe once, of combining food and sex. They are two very, very separate pastimes, Anna. Very separate pastimes. Yeah. I don't think I'll go for edible underwear. No, I, I, um, I, I, I wouldn't. I'm just drawing um, a crying cactus for the people on uh, Periscope. There we go. Hope they enjoy that. There are some very crazy Periscopers tonight. Yeah, now who's this Combat Sam that I've blocked? Apparently he's, oh. he's, he's, he's been on telly or something. Yeah, I don't know. Ray seems to know who he is, but I don't know who he is. Well, well, can, you ask, can you ask Ray who, who he is? Ray? That Combat Sam. Uh, former Lib Dem. Former Lib Dem. Oh, really? What was he saying that was so obnoxious? Oh, he was, um, well, taking mega mega fun of my weight and mental health problems. Oh, really? And he's a Lib Dem? Yeah. Nah, we're not, I've none of that. I blocked him. I blocked him on Periscope. And he, he, he said rather pathetically, I don't think you have the full story. And I said, listen, buddy, I've got listeners. 
and I trust certain listeners. And I, that's enough of the story. You're out of here. You're out of here, you loser. Some, some people are saying that I started it, but I don't oh, think I did. Oh, hang on a minute. Whoa. Combat Sam, I apologise. What did you start, Anna? Well, because he was going on about promoting you on the BBC. Yes. About you going back on the BBC, and he was repeating it, repeating it, and repeating it. Oh, hang on a minute. I blocked someone who was doing. Who was going to promote me on the BBC. Well, he was... I can't which... He was something on the BBC, some BBC stage at the station. And, um... He was almost trolling the um, periscope. Well, and with other things as well. Hang on a minute. Hang, hang on a minute. So I've just blocked someone who was going to promote me, and he's a Lib Dem. He's being Lib Dem good. Well, it's all right. I've got to get him back now. All right, then. Oh, bloody hell, Anna! Oh, well, I got this all wrong. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't matter. These things happen. I prefer you anyway. Oh, that's all right then. That's all right then. And what's, what is Ray going on about? Is he drunk? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and <laughs> nice to talk to you. I'm going to move on because I want to get George in. Evening, George. Hello, George. Hello, Ian. Oh, you did my favourite, favourite thing then. You said your name. I love it. I don't Do you know the... why? Go on. Do you know why? My name is Combat Sam. I am the Sam you just blocked on Periscope. Oh, no, is it? Yes. Oh, God almighty, this is awkwardo! No, I, I, I have sympathy with you. Look, I, look, right? Uh-oh. Are you I, drunk? I ca- no. Okay. I came on Periscope, and I listened to an interview with that guy from midnight to half past midnight. Yes. And I thought, and I listened to you for a long time, and I thought, that's a great interview. You should be on BBC Radio 6, BBC Radio 2, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I thought, I'll go on Periscope, I'll say, come on, guys, this guy needs to be on BBC, right? Yeah, and right. I thought, I'll say it more than once, uh-huh. because it needs to be said more than once. Okay, right? well, hang on, how many how many times did you say it, Combat Sam? Not that much, but the people that you on your Periscope are lovely people, but they're a bit sensitive, yeah. they don't like things being repeated. And they've got a situation, that, and I apologise for but I said a bit too far, but I it was in good intentions, and I wouldn't do it if I didn't think you had the talent to be... Right, well, hang on, right, hang on a minute. Now, Ray's back on the line. Ray. Hello, yes. Yes. Now, Combat Sam's on the line. Can we, can we, in the dying moments of what has been a very, very tense show, can we all strip off and dance around the Maypole naked together? <laughs> Well, yeah, as long as he doesn't mind, you know, overweight people doing so. I mean, for goodness sake, it's not a criminal offence to be overweight. Now, or, you know, have issues. Hey, if you don't like late-night banter, then don't listen to late-night banter. Well, hang on, hang on a minute. What was the late-night banter? Has that been in the school playground? What was the late-night banter? What did you say? Uh, look, I honestly have no idea what right, he said. Let, let me ask Ray. Ray, what did he say? Well, uh, making, uh, you know... Well, I didn't see everything. I mean, Hannah has more of an idea, but he didn't see everything. everything. He was forward and being offensive. Can you ask Ray what did he actually see? You can ask him, George. Ray, what did you... My name's Sam. What did you actually see, Ray? Why have you, hang on a minute, why have you come in under a fake name, then? Well, I, I, I didn't know how you were going to react to me until oh, I... Oh, everybody's, everybody's welcome. I'm not going... You can't try and sneak <laughs> in under the radar, Sam. No. Everybody's welcome. Res- well, right. I have a lot of respect for you, and I will be caught there if you let me. But, um, you know, I, I, I went on Periscope. I've been on Periscope for a long time. I came back on but there. But if you bang on me, if you, were you being rude about, about overweight people and people with mental health issues? 
No, I was only being rude because people were criticising me for repeating the fact that you should get a, a very good gig because you're very good at interviewing people and it should be the wider public should see it. Right, uh, Ray, Ray. Yes? Cam right. It, uh, Sam, would you like to apologise for anything you'd said? I apologise for any offence I've caused to the national public of the United Kingdom tonight. Well, no, it's not to the national public. I mean, it's to my partner. Yes, she's overweight, but, you know, why should you have to make remarks about that? I can't, I can't tell from Periscope if people are overweight or not. It's not well, that. You certainly made the remarks. Well, how do I know if someone's overweight from Periscope? It's not well, that. Well, you, you must know. Well, how do I know I don't stalk people? Can you tell me. Well, I don't know really where you live. Oh, dear. All tied up in knots, I think. But, no, it's, it's logical. I don't know where you live. I don't know if you're fat or not. I, I don't live inside your house. It's ridiculous, these accusations. Well, uh, you know, many, many Periscope users have had you down right. as a troll. Right, hang on a minute, uh, Sam. Right. Sam, I, Sam, yeah. uh, um, why did you tell someone to F off because they'd never heard of Jerry Lewis? Who's Jerry Lewis? Right, you told someone to F off because they hadn't heard of Jerry Lewis. Can you quote me that? I've never said that in my life. Well, no, but you, you, you said it to Kate on Periscope. Ian, have you seen that with your own eyes? I'm am being told, but I'm re being reliably informed. I well, I don't want to. Pers I honestly, I've never said. I don't even know who Jerry Lewis is, so I can't tell anyone to say "f off" you haven't Jerry Lewis because I honestly believe if you look through the scroll, you will see that I've never said that. I'm good at right. Slipping oh, it. I've just, now I've just blocked someone I didn't mean to block. Loads of... Right, okay. Um, right. Ian, you're a good broadcaster. You don't need me on your radio exactly. show. Exactly. Like you, exactly. And so, therefore, you're, I'm going to keep you blocked from, from Periscope. And Why? Because, well, because I, I'm being told you just, that you were rude. No, but, Ian, you, you're, you're a good advocate of fairness and justice. Exactly. You haven't seen... You haven't seen this with your own eyes. I don't need to see it with my own eyes. Does a judge, does a judge need to see the murder taking place before he sentenced someone, someone to death? He's not a, he's not a radio presenter. No, exactly. Neither am I a judge. No, but I, I, I feel quite hurt about that because I haven't said that. And you're, you're making assumptions about me without any evidence. I'll tell you what we'll do, right? I have a trusty team of um uh, of listeners and periscopers who will watch it for me and they will why well, i'm 43 years old i'm arguing with people about bloody the internet no this is not your well, time I, I already came on the right on the periscope thing to actually say how good you were and i've, I've come into a situation where i'm right shut up right i'm unblocking him i'm uh, right my decision i'm unblocking him if there's any more aggro sam you're out I think that's a very fair situation. That, that's oh, I think you got off lightly. No, I think that's fair. I, 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 okay, I'm cutting you off now. Ray, I hope that's all right. Oh, something schizophrenic about him. Now, hang on a minute. You've just, had, you've just had a go at him for talking about mental health issues. Yeah. And you've just labelled him schizophrenic. You're guilty what? of what he, you accused him of doing. Oh, it's, it's, it's just the, the perception. Well, okay, but you're mate, I've used the wrong word. Thank you very much indeed. On, on that bombshell... Flippin' heck. Jeez. <laughs> what a, a roller coaster ride of emotions. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, dear listener. Thank you, everybody, who called in. Uh, back tonight at 10 o'clock. Until then, from us.
Talk radio. Listen. Phone. Talk. Talk radio. We'll get you talking.